Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. Rick Dyer here. Dustin and Matt Squire is here with me. So, Nicolas Cage is Tiger King. I'm for it. Wait, he's what? There, there's going to be a TV series on Tiger King and Nicolas Cage is going to play Joe Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> I literally found that out right before we. I literally found that out right before we got on the air. You're not working me on this. I shit you no. not. You think I would? I would not fuck with you all that. Okay. <laughs> After I experienced that show. <laughs> General freaking Baskin. Oh god. Why? I just want to. I, I just want to say the line. I'll never financially recover from this. I watched that. I watched all of it. No, no, no. you experienced it. And you love everything. No. <laughs> so I didn't hate it. It was entertaining. A lot of what you guys said was right. It was like a car wreck. Uh, Once you start, you can't look away. Like, no, you really can't. That's sort of where I found myself with it. I want to watch yeah, more like episodes said, of that. Than... Who is the bigger people? It really is. Yeah. So. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. That is messed up. <laughs> is this going to be worse than when you did Ghost Rider? Like... Yeah. Our universe is stranger now than Seth MacFarlane's. You realize that, right? Yeah, <laughs> like we have a stranger world than than than, uh, than the Simpsons or Family Guy or anything like that. That's disturbing. Next generation is going to be in a South Park level of a world. Oh my god! Yeah, I know, right? Ridiculous. So, uh, Facebook sucks. It's shitty. I really hate Facebook. I always have, but a lot of you guys like it. But we have a Facebook page. On that page, we put. We do the bare minimum because it's basically now just me controlling that page. But we just put our content, we put our episodes, things like that. Don't look there for those episodes anymore, though, because I apparently uh, they're controlling information. And it seems like whenever we uh, have any serious discussions on here, they block the episodes from being posted. We recently put up the last couple of episodes and we were told about some community guidelines and got linked to some COVID-19 information. Which is kind of funny, because as you guys know, on this show, we've never gone one way or the other. We've never talked. We've never said everyone should just go out and ignore this. And we've never we've never been like we've kind of been neutral about it. We've talked about the pros and cons of uh, how everyone handles this. But apparently on that old people platform, and that's what has been stereotyped that everyone knows that the only people that are there are there to die. <laughs> I know. <I> was more <laughs> but it's, it's literally become the senior citizen of platforms. Apparently on there, uh, you they you can't talk about certain things that's the only thing i can assume because it's not like there's an actual human controlling it it's just controlled by mother brain up in some laboratory apparently because there doesn't seem to be anyone but, behind the wheel but, but you, same way you get demonetized if you talk about COVID 19 yeah yeah, yeah. True. no well we've always we've always had issues uh as far as that kind of stuff goes as well i was thinking more mother brain fantasy star too but sure we could go with captain n style i would have probably went regular metroid first but yeah, it it's it started getting wow. like first it was the Stitcher episode because we remember we're on Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, 
all that shit. First, it was the Stitcher link specifically, because on the bottom of our description, we'll have the link to all the places you can find it. And it was specifically for a few months now, we just, they just didn't want Stitcher links on there. It's like they selectively choose. I was like, all right, I'll backspace over the Stitcher one. We'll have the other links up there. And you guys can get all of that on our website anyway. All of the links to all of the places, talkbrunch.com. But that being said, the Stitcher one had to be removed. Then recently, I just started noticing where we put the episode up and it would just sort of shadow delete it and I'll block it from going back. And yeah, apparently we're being linked to COVID-19 guidelines, which is essentially impossible to talk about with the kind of show that yeah. we're running here. It's like it's, it's literally affecting everything that we discuss. So uh, I really don't give a shit. As you guys know, I'm completely Twitter now. Facebook exists for the few people that are. Uh, I still, I guess, I guess Facebook Messenger more than the actual platform and for that shitty page, because the way that everything runs on there, uh, is, is so anti-networking for a social media page that it's, it's just a, the whole existence of that platform is an oxymoron to itself. It's a contradiction of terms in the existence of applications. And, uh, it's, it's just a joke. Like it's hard to reach people. It's hard for people to reach you. The whole thing is just a big fucking mess that I'm sick of dealing with. So if you're looking for our stuff and it happens to go on there, if I get the time, it'll be on there. Don't look on there first. Your best thing is to follow us on Twitter, either Rick Darraman, myself, or or just the Talk Brunch page, or just look there be, before you. Oh, what about uh, what about Talk Brunch MySpace? <laughs> I mean, well, you know what's funny thing about this MySpace was a pain in the ass of Facebook. So uh, Facebook basically became MySpace. I'm never on there. Like I said, if I look at anything, it's Twitter. Twitter's a great place to network. It's a smart place to do anything you're gonna do. Facebook has literally become a nightmare. And to me, that was the last straw, just because it was done in an underhanded, weird way, where it was like, it wasn't like I was told. I just kept, I actually asked Destin, I was like, dude, did I put up the episode? And yeah. it was just like, I realized, it's like, I, <laughs> it's like okay. In fact, in fact, now that I think about it, I remember exactly what happened. Basically, because um, how it works, whenever we get off here, usually within the next, like, five, six hours, I get the notification, boom, talk runs tag you in a post. I got that notification, went to it, nothing popped up. And I didn't think about it because every now and then it's done that, but then it's just, it couldn't get to the other page, but whatever was there was still there. Then you asked me about, I looked at my notifications, it's not even there. And it must have been doing it since this COVID-19 thing started. And I don't look because I see a few episodes missing from the Facebook page, which it's not like we're housing the episodes there, to be clear, guys. Like, it's just the link to our servers, which are iTunes, Stitcher, all of that. Uh, But the links themselves, you know, the, the actual post is gone but when i'm putting these things up i'm not looking back you know what i mean so i would have never known like it just so happened that i left it on that landing page and came back and saw no episode there but i it's like the reason they got away with it is because i I just send and go i don't think twice anyone knows me knows once monday's over it's like i literally disown everything that we did i'm already thinking about the following week and other things that i'm gonna do so it's like i don't even look back at the machine and i so who knows how long but that's what vexed me about the whole thing where it was like wait a minute could I get like a notification of what the issue is? Yeah, like Good like job. have the balls to say at least YouTube has the just, balls to tell it you. It just obscurely links you to some COVID nineteen community guideline thing, which whatever. Like I said, we talk about it on here. I've talked about the pros and cons. I've not leaned one way or the other. I've said the people who are well off and wealthy or just in comfortable situations where they don't have to go anywhere. You're a dick if you do, because really at the end of the day, it could, does every little bit does help. So if you if it could be helped, like if you live somewhere. If you're living like the John Cena lifestyle, but for some reason you're just going everywhere to hang out, that does sort of make you a dick. Like you have your own little internal palace uh, with your family and everything, all the stuff you need. You can order shit and you're not essential work. It makes you a bit of a dick if you do that. But on the other hand, 
if you're someone that needs to go somewhere and needs to do something, you're not going to have an Alfred bring you your fucking groceries or, <laughs> or, or maintain your car and your life. Then those people I felt were being judged poorly because it sort of became, it's weird how in our culture, everything becomes social status. You know, everyone looks at each other. Like it became these guys versus those guys. Like now you got people who are COVID snobs who they'll look at you and go, Oh, I can't believe that you're going to go out there. How could you do this to your fellow man? And it's like, fuck you. <laughs> I hope they do it with that voice too. How you know? can you dare provide for your family and want to go back to work? Yeah, so that's what pisses me off. That they, I see both sides of it. If you're wealthy, if you're if you're a Michael Jordan or whoever, if you're just somebody who has just sitting on money and you have like, you know, you don't need, you're not needed for anything right now, then great, just wait this shit out. You could go sit in your theater and fucking, I don't know, do whatever. But for people who are like, you know, blue collar, even white collar, that aren't like, you know millionaires if they have to go get their own groceries and do their own thing i was just saying that objectively speaking you can't stop that and you shouldn't look at people like that because you don't know their fucking situation to look at some look that guy over there look he's going he's going what are you doing i has has humanity lost their mind like that's that became more to me the pandemic than the actual illness it's just the way people would look so i'm saying there's two sides to this you got to sort of at this point have some trust that people will objectively choose the correct one as crazy as that is but the point is that when we talked on here that's the kind of stuff we talked about we never really said anything like we never went with the conspiracy theories we never went with the uh you need to 100 percent stand we were always down the middle we did say that there are things about this that are kind of weird and kind of funny i didn't specify anything i'm just saying if you were to take a real look at all the information and everything there's some strange shit there am i implying that there's a conspiracy no yes maybe who knows i'm just saying that the whole thing's really weird and uh i did say take all information with a grain of salt we don't know just like i say about everything else here but i find it funny because a lot of the time our shows up to this point have been three to four hours as there's somebody over at facebook listening to three to four hours worth of content picking out COVID 19 stuff from the wrestling i just would like a little bit more information on how their system works so you're trying to tell me, Rick, that the media and social media platforms control the information that I obtain? Come on. They control the flow of information like they said in Metal Gear. Who would have thought that was a thing? But yeah, I don't give a shit because I don't use that platform the way that I'm on Twitter. I'm even moving more towards the messenger, even it being less reliable. I'd rather do that just to get the stigma of Facebook off of our, our names. But, uh, you know... That being said, it it's just not a good place as far as that goes. They do control information and they quietly do it because if you're someone like me who you're just you're you're breaking like your content, I don't go back and look at it or check it really at this point. Maybe year one, uh, I did because I wasn't really sure of anything like anyone who started something. I'm like a hundred percent certain of every button I press and everything that I do ninety nine percent of the time. So I'm not looking back, and I think that's what they're counting on. Like content creators, they get in their routines that aren't thinking twice. And you don't realize that they're scrubbing your shit. You know, they mute certain areas of audio. I know that. You know, they do oh, that yeah. even with our game streams. You know, so they take liberties with our stuff, but just wiping it whenever they don't feel that it works is a. Uh, it's crazy. It's just really crazy. And I and like I said, I would have liked to just hear from someone specifically what it was. Just give me a timestamp. And you know what we were talking about YouTube, how YouTube demonetizes. You say what you want about them. We have a channel on there. And whenever they demonetize something, if there's music in the game or something that shouldn't be there, it's literally timestamped. Like right there when I log in, it's like underneath the video. Don't, and, it, and it doesn't try to uh, hide it. It's like, hey, listen, 
there's going to be ads playing on your video. Don't worry. You're still allowed to have the video and everything, but you know, the, the ad revenue is going to go to the people that have the, uh, the music or the content. And that's it. And it's right under the, and there's a timestamp of like 1846 or whatever. And you can click on it. It's clickable and it takes you directly to what it is. And then in there, there's tools for you to mute it, for you to overlap it with, uh, license free music for you to just clip the part entirely and then it'll process it and fix it. So that's a big difference from someone just going in and scrubbing your shit, which is what Facebook is doing. Yeah, it basically just sounds like YouTube's the one with the actual spy and Facebook's just a little sneaky bitch. Like. And and that being said, they're both, I'm assuming, I know YouTube is for a fact, but it's my Facebook is also automated. So yeah, it, it got on my nerves with that going on. If you're looking for the episodes, long story short, I digress. Look on Twitter. Uh, you could go directly to the sources too. Talkbrunch.com is honestly the best thing that you could go to for everything because I own that shit. And we can do whatever the hell we want there. Like, that's not going to disappear unless I was to disappear. You know, so the links to whatever the hell we have is always going to be on that site. And uh, honestly, that's the reason why this was sort of put together the way it was. Because I knew this kind of shit was on the horizon five years ago and didn't want to have to put up with it. So it's like we're not really stapled down to any platform. There are platforms that have been wonderful. What was that? Do you want me to call Mark? Who? <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. 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 Hey, Mark. The fuck yeah, with my bring shit. Your ass over here. You know, Mix has been wonderful to us. You know? Mix has been wonderful to us. It's a great place, and and I'm glad we moved pretty much our live community from where we were to over here. So yeah. I've, it's I've been great. I put more stock into that than I do any of this other nonsense that's going on. And and Facebook has been a hassle. But just telling you guys, always keep that in mind. They do control, and I have seen other people spread, uh articles about the pandemic and later on those articles are scrubbed from facebook and it'll say on there this has been scrubbed you know because it's false information and to be fair a lot of it was so it works in that sense there was stuff about drinking hot water you know like gargling with hot water or some shit because it'll kill the thing inside you you know all the crazy and you know what it is as much as people are are knocking this like they're starting to be jokes that's what desperation looks like. Everyone's like, oh, this person's stupid. They said you should drink this. They said you should inject this. They said you should bathe in that. I'm like, if you look back into the history of mankind, that's literally what happens. That's where a lot of these old wives tales have come from, from people, you know, trying different things. That's what happens when, when humanity gets desperate. Don't look at it so much as the person's stupid. Look at it as if they're desperate. When they're asking, can we use this? Can we use that? You know, because they're trying not to die. It's self-preservation, even if it's no longer the rational mind speaking. You know. And you know when Facebook scrubs, when I scrub things, I usually go in a circular motion. It seems like when Facebook scrubs, it, it's at a right-hand angle all the time. Um, they really don't scrub to the left a lot. They just scrub to the right, it seems like. So <laughs> it's just, yeah. and they I don't leave know, smears. it's just, they it's just the smears. way they clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do seem to scrub a lot to the left, and they leave smears all over it. Not good. Not good. Fuck them. No, no, because it's hard. <laughs> Crap doesn't scrub that well. Oh, yeah. Smears and runs and zoo. You know, and a lot of the stuff we talk about on here, as far as any other jokes or dark humor, well, first of all, there is this is comedy in this show, and it is satire comedy. So that's going to be, if they don't like that, double fuck them. That's going to be in the description, too. The top thing is going to be about why Facebook sucks, so they can see in the description in case they want to listen. I don't want them to miss this fucking episode. Now, Facebook, go get your shine box. Oh. <laughs> not the shine box. <laughs> Break yeah. up my potty. Hey, Facebook. Well, then get your shit together. Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit. 
So it's together. And if you gotta take it somewhere, take it somewhere, you know? Take it to the shit store and sell it. Or, or put it in a shit museum. I don't care what you do. You just gotta get it together. Get your shit together. You've got more in Facebook. How you feel about your life? Yeah, right. Yeah, what a pain, though. But yeah, anyway, just look for our episode there. Fuck them and their horrific, shitty censorship. Now, on to other community business. Um, listen, this is to everybody. People, people complaining during Raw, watching Raw. I'm starting to see what I suspect is a little bit of cabin fever. I'm seeing bipolar stuff going on. I think some of you are starting to go a little crazy. And, I, and I'm no fucking psychiatrist, but just observing my own community, even people out of it on Twitter. Like, I'm starting to see just a little bit less signs of mental stability than usual. And that's understandable. I mean, yeah, this is a very stressful situation. Uh, and sometimes wrestling can, uh, can cause that effect, especially when it's not good, especially in this awkward situation. That is why we do other content all the time. And, uh, to be honest, that content's not really that popular. Like our YouTube channel bombs because once we pulled the wrestling from there, Years ago, when we used to do UFC and wrestling, even a 10 minute UFC clip would get us like 54,000 views, 29,000 views. Uh, once we stopped putting that and made it exclusively for game streaming, it literally hit the ground. And the uh, reason I did that was just because I wanted to keep the gaming separate from the wrestling. And also because dealing with things with YouTube, like what we do currently with Facebook, it's easy to have the show where podcasts belong, which is not there. So I just wanted to have the two separate platforms. Uh, but that being said, yeah, if you, if you really are starting to feel cabin fever or crazy, you could give a little bit of love to the other nights of the week that we have here, where there's kind of, you know, there's game streams and adventure game streams and all types of community stuff that we do. You can look into it. Uh, the schedule's on the website, but yeah, just, uh, for those of you that are sticking around for the wrestling, remind yourself you're doing it of your own free will and just chill the hell out, you know? We could all be doing other things and we're trying our best as far as uh, putting together a show and even sometimes tolerating the shit that goes on, like in the chat room or on Twitter or on social media. You know, if you don't like it, if you don't enjoy it, just quit it for a while. Take a break, but just stop. Stop with the salt everywhere. I myself am planning on shortening things around here for the Mondays, not because I'm tired or anything. I'm not suffering from any of these mental ailments or even physical knock on wood. But just because I do want to focus on other content more and that entails having shorter shows. Like I don't want to talk about the weeklies anymore. I've already decided I might not always watch Raw or SmackDown or AEW or NXT or whatever. I'll watch some of it if I can. And if I don't, I'll watch the other. We're going to be covering the, uh, the news. And there's more like a, you could consider more of a companion, uh, show in regards to the weeklies. We don't want to talk and discuss all of the weeklies all the time. Partially because I'm sick of everyone, uh, period. I thought I was going to have a comma there, but no, I'm just fucking sick of everyone. I'm not going to lie here. Listen, my, my dark side come out. I'm just fucking sick of everyone complaining about shit all the time. Stop your bitching and your moaning and overanalyzing everything. That's another thing. You know, there's, a, there's such overanalyzing of stuff to a point where I know it's a combination of people need, needing game pass or pussy or both, but just something to do. That'll make you get less on my fucking nerves would be wonderful right about now. 
because yeah, I'm hearing complaining. What was it a few weeks ago? I forget which one he was. One he was like, oh, Jericho has a bit of a stutter when he's on commentary. The motherfucker's been doing commentary for 12 plus hours of what you're watching <laughs> in two hour segments of AEW. We could get barely get people to hold it on here on a shitty little podcast that we're doing. And you're going to discredit a fucking guy who sat for half a day to do a show. You know, it's like just like the little nitpicking about things that I'm hearing here and there. It was just kind of like to a point where it's like just like Squires doesn't watch it because he but he doesn't just sit there and nitpick at it all the time. Where he's like, oh, you know, look at Alexa Bliss. The laces were in on her boot. Look, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> the laces were in. <laughs> Writing it down. <laughs> the laces were in. Laces <laughs> out. But it's just get it's just like everyone I can tell like I'm I'm good at reading people I could just tell when people are slowly starting to lose I'm the same I, I implore you to hold it together a little bit and uh don't complain some especially to me on Mondays if your Monday is uh shitty because you're watching Raw imagine me like I told you guys before this program isn't the easiest to put together I enjoy doing it but it's pretty much essentially a day used to put this together to then hear people complaining about a match that we had or the fact that they're trying to fill in time with some filler matches during a f- during what could be the end of the fucking world for you know and uh you know like i said people are dying and they're complaining about bobby lashley oh Bobby Lashley came out and i can't believe they gave us this match what are you doing ah. and honestly things have been you know and i said it before i almost feel guilty about the fact that things for myself i'm i just have been zen through the whole thing i've been enjoying it with my girlfriend just staying away from things it's tragic for the people that are were affected negatively by this for a lot of people, I think that it's exactly what the hell they needed. And I'm not talking about the illness. I'm talking about the isolation. I think that it was, there's a once in a lifetime opportunity because this is the only time ever, God willing, that we will have isolation like this. And I think it was a refresh for a lot of people. I think myself included. Uh, yeah, there's negative parts of this as far as our economy and our world goes, but as a time of reflection or to just sort of recharge and chill a bit. I don't think it's been the worst thing in the world. I just think that the way people are taking it, and I can tell, starting to see those walls break. So, you know, like I said, anything. Well, we have to talk about here. Yeah, Facebook shitty censorship, complaining during Raw, other content, shorter shows. Um, oh yeah, if uh, and if we didn't cover something and you want our opinion, send it in. This, like I said, we have all these social media things to ask. You could ask somebody here. Everybody talks. We used to talk more. Hey, Rick, what did you think of Bobby Lashley? And then I'll tell you, he sucks because of the COVID-19, and I'm cranky. Sweaty. <laughs> Too sweaty. You ask me that shit, you get, you ask me that shit, you get one answer. Sweaty. <laughs> Napkin. Wipe. That's it's it. Actually, it's actually immune to COVID because once it enters the system, it just immediately sweats itself out. I mean, it's a defense. <laughs> oh, my God. Wasn't there a character in an anime that used his sweat, like, as a power? Oh. On which... Who knows, man? Probably, probably many animes. It probably. I thought, wasn't there a person on the Tick that was sweaty like that? Was there? Oh, I don't. Know. I, I haven't seen that cartoon. I don't years. know. So many weird characters on the Tick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? There was in My Hero Academia. It was the girl with the pink hair. She would secrete slime, and yeah. it was like acid. I think they also had a guy like that in uh yeah the, as a matter of fact it was Yu Yu Hakusho they had a guy who sweat and then he used that to to raise his power oh yeah that's right I think I've actually <laughs> seen remember. that a few things yeah see it happens it definitely happens. maybe that's his powers he sweats <laughs> testosterone and it just 
Wouldn't that be a stuff. bitch if like a whole cure was just a harvest Lashley sweat? <laughs> but but yeah, guys, I, I I feel like people are getting not only cabin fever but but wrestling cabin fever, which is even worse. You just gotta expand your horizons a little bit. Have a lot of other things that you do. Like I I try to to just do a bunch of stuff, and it's not it's it's like I think I've always been living the way that people are starting to now need to live. But just have a lot of different things that you're doing. I you know if you're gonna it shouldn't bother you that much the shit that happens in wrestling. To be completely honest. You're sort of losing sight of that this is supposed to be fun. Like it shouldn't Final affect people flash! to that level. Thank you for the sparks there, Sugar Shane. Ten thousand. See, there you go. Watch Dragon Ball. Like it, it shouldn't bother you that much. Like when I get like, think of the positive things that you have going. Like number one, if you're listening to this, you're not dead. So there's already one. You're already up one in the game with the way the world is currently. You know, if you have loved ones, be happy about that. Like, all right, you get to go hang with your loved ones. Do you think I give a shit what happens on here after I put this up and people listen? I go, I go, I hang out with my girlfriend, you know, and uh, whatever. I'm not going to be here focusing on the fact that fucking Lana didn't take back Rusev or that they, they're giving us too many jobber matches or that, you know, that, that they're doing this during a pandemic. It's like, you got to chill out. It's, I, I started to sense it becoming just toxic levels of that shit, man. Where like, you got to hold it together just a little bit more. And I started to realize that I think tonight more than uh, any other night. And I think I feel kind of guilty because it's partially on me because I'm, I am completely inattentive throughout the week. I went from someone who was always around to someone who really isn't until it's time to do this. But I just noticed such a change when you look at it that way, when you're not here all the time and you look at people's behavior and how it changes, it starts to become scary. Everyone's a lot angrier, more pissed off than usual. I'm noticing. Well, yeah, everyone's cooped in. They're on edge. They're start, you know, high anxiety for everyone right now. Yeah, try to uh, again, try to just diversify yourself a little bit. We had someone from the community that came in earlier, and they said, "Hey, you know, I didn't feel like watching Raw. Instead, I watched Power Rangers. Good for that person. You know, go do it. You know, you didn't miss Raw. I didn't miss you. You know, I'm doing this for pretty much the entire community. I don't, you know, it, you could take it or leave it. That's the same thing when it comes to our opinions where people don't like it. I would prefer for Facebook to leave the option open where it's like, hey, if people don't like it, turn our shit off. Unfollow us. Tell us to go fuck yeah. off. You know, don't scrub it, what though. Oh, oh, I have no idea. Probably a corny one. Yeah. Probably, <laughs> probably one of the recent ones where CGI'd all the hell. Power Rangers Playground Thunder or something, whatever. <laughs> Fucking it might be a sound. That sounds real, so. Power Rangers, Power Rangers, <laughs> can't even, Power Rangers COVID force. <laughs> and the new, the new, the new design, the helmet has like a, like a fucking, the bottom of the mouth is like a facial mask. Oh, fucking <laughs> oh, That would be great. Power Rangers COVID, COVID force. Oh my God, it's COVID time. Oh, wow. You fight, <laughs> you fight from the distance. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, nope. yeah? Make <laughs> my virus grow! It goes hand-to-hand the whole season. Oh, my God. Oh, that'd be great. They all wear gloves. Well, they wear gloves now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they were ahead of the curve, see? You know, and then they get the little group polls at the end of the song. Power Rangers COVID! Six feet away. All, but, I was about to say, but they're all... <laughs> 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 see, you, you knew where I was going. <laughs> it's the... You need the wide shot for this Power Rangers pose because they're all fucking six feet oh. apart posing. Hey, you remember when they used to make uh, in the original all their weapons turned into the gun? All the weapons are six feet apart. This one's the same one, but it just shoots out sanitizer. Just all- oh, 
It's the most awkward Megazord transformation ever. Like, yeah. Because none of the pieces touch. It looks like fucking Rayman. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Their identities get covered. Oh, no, that guy's not wearing a mask. Let's get him. <laughs> yeah, that's the villain. People you, not wearing you, masks. You get exactly that. Masks. You get opposite. You get like opposite psychology. You have like villains going up to like tied up heroes and going, "Nah, let's see who you are with this mask on," and putting the mask back on him. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I think that's the weirdest <laughs> thing, man. Going around and going to the store, so just everyone looks like a train robber. Dude, I I went weird. I went somewhere I mean, about Cobra a week ago. Commander was ahead of the curve thirty years ago. Oh. I, I went somewhere about a week ago, and uh, it was like one two in the morning, and people were getting the fuck out of my way, and I was thinking, man, I'm not coughing or anything. It must be this like is already that paranoid that you can get COVID from this distance. And then I looked at myself in the mirror, right, and it was like, oh, keep in mind, so like. And I wasn't doing it intentionally. My normal attire, my normal out attire, I shouldn't say this in case some crazy Mark tries to kill me. My normal attire was, is, is generally leather stuff. So it's like you're looking at like a black leather, like a black leather long coat. Um, like the, in the trunk in Pulp Fiction? <laughs> you're looking at like a, a black cap. Essentially, and I've said this before, I guess the top part, I, I'm, I'm rocking sort of the dual Maxwell, like a black cap. And yes, a long braid going down the back, that kind of, that kind of look. And, uh, so then you take that and you add like a mask, like a black mask, oh, you know, shit. and, um, and it's funny cause I would see people like walk, like cross the street, like two fucking blocks away. And I'm like, what is going on? And I realized like, yeah, I legit look like the fucking dude from the first, uh, what was that hacker game? Watchdogs. Watchdogs. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I was like, I have to look like that dude, but like in all black, which is kind of fucked up, you know, like I get out the way, but it's not my fault, you know, like I have to wear this. But yeah. yeah, that motherfucker said the motherfucker said he looked. This talk runs with your host Aiden Pierce. Hell no. Nah. Maybe I'll just get like a nicer mask, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he and my wife's boutique sell them. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, hey, I I've got a pretty floral mask that just came in. That you know, it would really lighten it up. It's pink floral. What if I had like a Hello Kitty mask? Oh. You could right? you could never get in a fist fight with somebody because nobody would take you seriously. It might just make me look crazy at that point, right? Like, look at how the angels right. look. And he has a Hello Kitty mask to, to boot it all up. Let's get out of here. I, I, Sailor I'd, be, I'd be more worried about that guy. like The guy in the Hello Kitty mask? Really? Hello Kitty mask, all leather? <laughs> Can that be the show name? What? Hello Kitty, all leather? Oh, Hello wow. Leather Kitty. Oh, they'll probably try to. Wait, no, they'll no, they'll no. probably try to take it from us, you know. Right. Oh. Like now we copyright infringed. So fucking block that one Facebook. The fucks. Yeah. Right. I want to <laughs> see if uh, we see something real quick. You know, WWE has the masks for sale now, right? Yo, I was just about to mention that too. Like, wait, you can get the mask from WWE now. I'm not trying to put Triple H up there like that. As funny as that is. <laughs> That's like a meme face. Yeah, like the fucking 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 when you when <laughs> when she gets out of the shower and coughs. No, I want to look at these face masks. That's actually what I was trying to do. I haven't seen, seen them cool. yet. Oh, you've seen them already? I see. Yeah, I've seen what they look like. 
The Fiend one and one other ones, like the only one. I could, no, the Fiend and the Kane one. Maybe the Triple H one were the only ones I could ever see myself getting. So the Triple H one's definitely all me. Like I could, that goes perfectly with everything. Everything I have is like gray or, or black or dark blue shit like that. So yeah, the, the Fiend one's too, a little bit too frightening. Yeah. You know, like what the hell? <laughs> I don't know about the Ric Flair one. Yeah, the, the Ric Flair one's too much. Like, I mean, they missed the obvious one. Glacier. Oh, fuck. I knew he was going somewhere with that. I just couldn't oh, tell I where. Like the, I like the Edge one. The, the NWO one's cool, too. Yeah. Or, 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 or Mortis. People who actually wore masks. Could you, uh, could you see yourself doing the macho? No. Mm, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't justify the macho. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Maybe yeah. a chick. Like, I feel like the macho one's just too much. Like, What else we got here? Oh, the Rollins one is dope. The Ollie one is nice. Does it glow? Does it like legit glow? I don't think does it, it does. Batteries? That's the part that makes me sad. I'm like, ah. Oh. You know what I would like if they would, I would, I would fork out the money for this. I would want one that you can turn on and off the glow. But yes. when you, when you turn it on, it has a little speaker with his music. So every time it starts to glow, you hit it. How much fun would that be? The ugly title. Look at that. They have one of the ugly title. I forget what title is that again. I'm losing track. That's the universal, I was about right? to say, which one is that? The world title, the WWE Championship, the UK I, I, I don't know. They have like 16 and a half titles. This is the, like, oh, this is, this is the Raw Women. Oh, yeah, that is the women. See, we're losing track. They change them so much. That is the women. No, 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 it is. We're losing track because they all look the same. Yeah, and here's the, here's the man's one. Yeah, this is the era of the shittiest belts ever. I'm starting to realize that when I see them on the masks. Like, it's just, yeah. how lazy is that? Like, it's been bugging me for years, but it's like, why? Is it every time you make a new title, it looks like that one? I remember back in the day when no two belts looked anywhere near the same. Like, what happened? Like, look at the Ultimate Warrior one. It's like he's you have his face mask on your mouth mask. New Day, of course. But you tell you talking that one, nobody can really fucking understand you then. <laughs> Conflict of the Lord's <laughs> You bound me with sanitizer Heavenly from the other it's like what? Heavy machinery. That's all I'm saying is the shield was ahead of the curve, right? Like, yeah, up, up, down, down. That's kind of cool. It's not my style, but I like it. The, the cane um, one is really cool. The cane one works, right? It look it looks like you just got angle it just right, and it's perfect. That's really cool. I like that. That's the smart. Design. That's what I'm saying. Like, like even though the fiend one is like you could tell it's just like off the walls. They both fit the face just perfect. And Becky and Sasha masks as well. See, you get weird looks if you had that cane mask. <laughs> you know, it's funny because they're selling masks surprisingly cheap. Because Amazon, yeah. this is about what it would cost you for a mask that just has a generic design that's not WWE. So it's funny to see twelve yeah. ninety nine as the price here because that's actually a really good deal. Like if you're into masks, like, if you were all, I'm, I'm debating getting one. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I was debating on getting one when they were just Amazon ones. Like, but, like, uh, like, yeah. like real shit. I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all right now. Like, if I get one, I shit you not. I'm taking a picture with it and I'm posting it. Yeah, like, it's like, bam, just fucking. <laughs> yeah, I show yeah. up to work and scared of tits. I was like, yeah, work on my coworkers. So. Yeah, these are good looking, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Insane. But yeah, like, I feel like I like I feel like it's either the fiend, Kane, or the Ali mask, and one of them it's gonna be one of those three. Like I said, I I would try to get that custom Ali mask going. Right. <laughs> visit, visit your TNA you don't shop. A, a man sign one? That would have been cool. Oh, that could have been cool. Yeah, they probably don't want to pay him. I mean, they yeah. probably just said, hey, who had masks? <laughs> it's like Aldo Montoya. 
Yes. <laughs> I want I want my dashing Cody Rhodes. I want my fucking horrifically oh. mangled Cody Rhodes one. Oh yeah. That'd be cool. A paper bag. Oh god. Yeah, TNA Shane TNA will probably start their mass next fall, you know. God. Abyss. I was about to say it'll only be the Abyss mask. It'll be an Abyss and a suicide mask, that's about it. Yeah, you'd be surprised, man. There's no getting rid of those motherfuckers. <laughs> Did you hear Dixie mask? Did you hear the most Dixie mask? Did you hear the most recent thing about them? (laughs) Oh God, I haven't. Oh no. So according to Mike Johnson, he was saying that uh that TNA special that they did, it did the one I made fun of that you liked, it it did way better than anybody had ever hoped that it would do. And then Access TV reached out to Impact and they said they want to do more TNA stuff and they're looking to integrate TNA back into the Access TV version of Impact. (laughs) Oh shit! Can you believe? And that's the reason why, uh, I guess there is a TNA champion now, right? As well as an Impact champion? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. basically they brought back the last variation of the TNA championship. And that's the one that, because uh, I saw a match recently. That's the one that Moose won against Michael Elgin? Yeah. Oh, my so God. So Moose is, Moose is now the TNA world champion. And I was confused at the time because I didn't realize that they did this. It was like TNA championship. Look at that. Can you believe that this company's solution now is, you know what? What if we made this... Like TNA. I mean, hey. Like, it went full circle. Six months from now, they're going to be like, you know what we're going to do, guys? I have an idea. We're going to break We're going back the to the TNA. asylum. We're going to break off from the TNA name, and we're going to bring back the six-sided ring. Oh, God. <laughs> Mike TNA, Don West, back on commentary. It's like, they keep rebooting. I've never seen someone reboot so many times. They, they've rebooted a hundred times. And they're still here. Yeah. See, Shane knows death taxes in TNA. Yeah. Are you gonna have well, impact and TNA masks? Too. What was that? Well, they're they're just gonna change the name backwards. It's A and T. There you go. <laughs> Nobody will know. We're all marks for ants. <laughs> marks for ants, he says. Yeah, why not, right? A and T. A and T. A and T. I want it now just to see the fucking oh god their signature match is gonna be the ultimate Y match. Yeah. And and also <laughs> <laughs> just one letter less. <laughs> oh shit. Don't breathe squires breathe. Don't don't forget and later. This pay per view bound for greatness oh, oh man. <laughs> don't forget later on tonight guys we do have the uh money in the bank voting poll going up it's already on the dot com but don't vote yet wait for us to get to it and oh. based on what i've seen on raw and the uh the qualifying matches it felt more like minority in the bank you know? <laughs> it, this, this, this is the second week in a row of me asking where are all the white people because <laughs> because yeah, where is it? Where, where? When was the last time you saw four black guys come out during a match like that in a row? Well, it's like essentially a gauntlet match, right? Like we'll get into it later, but yeah. And then whenever someone black didn't come out, they were Hispanic. And whenever it was a Hispanic, it was an Asian. It was minority in the bank. We'll talk more later. There was there was a white guy. The last the last time that happened, it was <laughs> it was nation of nation of domination versus Los Pericos. <laughs> <laughs> you remember those days? Oh, I, oh I, those are my favorite days. Those are the days I go back. That's the only time I watch WWE. Minorities in the bank. Oh, I love it. There's something poetic about it, right? 
Right. Yeah. Wait, what's fucking Eric Cartman with you? I'm fucking with these minorities. You know what? They I were heard, more minorities in Raw than he had in his fucking water park. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what's in the briefcase this year? What? Citizenship. Oh. <laughs> oh, come on. This is satire. We do not mean this. Disclaimer. Oh, God. Anyway. Oh, my God. That is that is awesome. <laughs> so, um, this is a, this next story. This is a sequel from, from last week. Is this the one? Oh, my God. I hope it's the one I think it is. So, remember last week we talked about how WWE, they're selling, uh, you can literally buy the dirt from the Boneyard match. Oh, yeah. It comes with a portrait of the Undertaker or some shit, or a plaque of the Undertaker, and you get the dirt. Oh from, no! From the Boneyard match. So, uh, is this is this right after you combine the commemorative ninety nine point nine World Trade Center silver dollar coin? <laughs> oh God! You remember so that? You can, thing? So this summer, this goes. Things? Yes, I do. Oh. I, I can't uh, believe you! Oh. <laughs> Made of pure silver, show everyone the American you are by display. And it's always some grandpa with his grandkid in his lap. Hey, look at this coin I bought. Got ripped off on. No goddamn well, he ain't showing his kids that coin. They don't give a fuck about that thing. So, uh, <laughs> made it chocolate. Now, fan, a fan <laughs> got a, a brilliant, I gotta say, I don't know if it's a brilliant or a messed up idea, but apparently on eBay, there's now a fan oh, selling no. WWE Boneyard match replica dirt. With a, photo, <laughs> with a photo of the Undertaker, and it says that this isn't the real dirt from WrestleMania's Boneyard oh, match, Jesus. but it's exactly like the dirt that they used. That motherfucker said replica dirt. Hold on, a minute. stop it! Don't do this. Look, that someone bought it at thirty six dollars. Look, you see it on the site. Oh dear God! They bought the replica fucking dirt. Are there any oh. more? I'm surprised more people aren't doing it now. View original item. Can we enlarge this shit? Dirt. No, bidding has ended on this, so we can't check it out. Man, I wanted to see that. Holy the, shit. The most you get is this, but yeah, Boneyard match replica dirt with photo of the Undertaker. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, this is where we always say, why people? Look at this. That's oh. awesome. That's the ultimate troll right there. He's so fucking replica dirt. Jesus Christ. I wonder if I can get enough little people together I can sell replica horn soggles. Oh. <laughs> this oh. is... <laughs> this is messed up. I don't understand life anymore. I just, it's just like the dirt that they use, but not it. Which pretty much defines all fucking dirt. Oh my God. And someone bought it. $36.73. It may not go for all the other ones. It was really expensive, right? It was a few hundred bucks for that dirt. So it was like $75, I think it was. Well, if we go back to what we were talking about earlier, we can sell little vials of sweat and say they're Bobby Lashley's healing sweat yeah. vials. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna get some dirt from... I'm going to get some dirt from my front yard. I'm going to say that this is the dirt that fucking Russell Crowe used to rub across his hands during Gladiator. <laughs> this, is the, this is Maximus dirt. 100% pure Maximus. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> they deserve that shit. Selling dirt. I wonder. Imagine and knowing them, because it's WWE, they'll do some sort of a takedown, right? I'm surprised they didn't have some legal team pursue this guy. You can't do that. Selling your own dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Only yeah. we could sell dirt. Yeah. That's not Undertaker dirt. 
Then you got to warn people, warning fans about this guy who's selling fake oh my God. WrestleMania dirt. Make sure that if you buy your dirt, you get it from the real source here at WWE. Fucking, <laughs> fucking Mark said, get some bacon and say it's a Vander Holy Fizz ear. I fucking quit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know all the scrap wood and metal that I have at work? I can gather all the metal and say these are from the battlefield of the the Transformer Wars from Cybertron. <laughs> yeah, Scraps of Starscream. You could just get somebody to construct a giant statue of the Statue of Liberty head and say, this is the Statue of Liberty head from Cloverfield. Oh. Whatever works, right? God, oh my. He must be a minor. I think you mean a minor. Otherwise, oh, he could be both. Oh, what does that yeah. say? Nice. <laughs> I wasn't sure which one because the fucking guy's strange enough that he could be both. I, was, I, I legit didn't know which one he meant. <laughs> Christ almighty. Oh. Wait, hey, what's that? What's that up there on the mantle? Oh, let me tell you what this is. This ain't no ordinary cup of dirt. Oh, <laughs> you ever hear of the boneyard match? This is the dirt that. You ever heard? We hear something called Russellmania. Let me tell you about this story. Yeah, this is the dirt that AJ Styles <laughs> comes back to life from. You know what? That's great, though. If, like, somebody was dusting and, like, knocked it over or broke it, I mean, you could easily replace it. My dirt! <laughs> Instead of no my pants, it's no my dirt. This is the dirt from Russellmania during the pandemic. How fucking dare you? It symbolizes the resilience of mankind. Oh my god. And dude love. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to do I can't check. I was so not prepared for that part. I love the part where he says dude love too. The most obscure wrestling memorabilia. Those are uh, light bulbs from when uh, Big Show threw John Cena through that light. I have. Oh my God! You have to start of a light. Shards of the of of the spotlight. And this, is uh, a, this, this, this right this here is, is my from Kofi. This, this this right here is a shard of glass that was lodged in my arm when Brock Lesnar through that fucking door. This is the uh, this is the glass that Marty Jannetty went through. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Uh, Marie Janae or Nick Jackson? It's a little flat, but this is the uh, shaving cream that Sid Vicious blew all over his face. (laughs) (laughs) This is a piece of the cardboard wall that the Shockmaster filter. This is is the replica mass immune that Mr. Yamaguchi used on Val Venus' dick. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is my prize. Prize piece. This is the wig from Katie Vick. It's my Katie Vick wig. No, no, no. Do you want? Do you want better the fucking mannequin? <laughs> oh, wow! This is a half drinking beer from Stone Cold. You know damn well that shit don't exist. That motherfucker fans. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much weird, obscure stuff that you could literally just throw in a case and just make a story about. This is, one of the sta- this is one of the staplers from New Jack Staple Gun. <laughs> These are Jeff Jarrett's boots that X-Pac pissed on. Oh. 
<laughs> remember that story? Or this is this is oh, who's on the piston? William Regal's oh. tea. This is the tea cup that it William, was Jericho. It was Jericho. You're right. It's with Jericho. Because that, that was before WrestleMania 17. And he made that face after he drank the fucking tea. Motherfucker made that. <laughs> Yo, can we just take a moment and take note of the fucking magic of William Regal's facial expression back then? If if you come around the corner, this is the plate that uh, Big Boss Man made Al Snow's dinner on. Oh god, this is a piece of pepper. The pepper plate. Oh, wow, the pepper plate. And they this, have they they, they put a they like made like a mural plate. right where they like put a a fucking art of pepper on there. Oh, a hundred oh. mural pepper plates. That would be <laughs> awesome. They missed that up. You know that shit would have sold, right? They would have made bank oh, if there would have been pepper plates. Yeah. right after that happened. Oh, <laughs> like the little pack of birthday plates you can get. So it's just pepper. Oh, shit. Craze fans would have been throwing them shits at the ring. 100% grade A pepper. That's exactly what it was. Saying. You know what? Fuck up a kid's birthday party. That's how you do it. And have Bossman be the one that does the commercial. He's scooping dog food onto the fucking pepper. Oh. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> your, your hunger won't be serving hard time after you use one of these pepper plates. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't ready for that accurate Bossman impression. <laughs> oh. oh. Jesus. Fuck it. This is. Oh. Look at no 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 the coup de gras. This is the chain that boss man drove drug um Big Show's dad's casket on. <laughs> right, the chain. Fuck it, the coffin too. You could be buried in this. <laughs> this is the this is the you coffin that both that both Big Show's crazy. father. This, this like is the drug his dad out of the ground. And when if it was on eBay, they would say this is the coffin that both Big Show and Tori Wilson's dad were buried in. Oh God! <laughs> we reuse shit in this oh, company. <laughs> no, not Al and Katie Vick. We use the same coffin three times, motherfuckers. Oh, we never even noticed. Never noticed. We'll have to check and see. We could be telling the truth for, for all I know, right? Oh no, no, no! Fucking, fucking! This is the towel. This is these are the two towels that fucking Spike Dudley ripped off of Jericho and Christian. So many things are buried in that coffin, man. We got to look for some pushes in there. <laughs> Probably ain't going to find them shits in there. They even rotted out by now. You know, I want to see Vader's push because he was garbage when he put on the WWE. <laughs> I know where he rests, but where's the push? Because he never got that shit when he came over here. <laughs> That's the lie of the bit. I know where he rests. But where's push? Rest in peace, push, right? Rest wow. in push. There you go. Rest in push. Well, you know what happened. You know the story behind that, yeah. right? Because Vader's a stiff dude, and apparently Shawn Michaels went crying to Vince. It's like, he's too oh, stiff. Yeah. Vince hated him forever. And then Vader got in trouble for beating up that guy in Iraq. It got held over. Oh, he actually like, put him in jail. Vince was like, damn it. Back over here. Damn it, he's not your boy toy. Oh, wow. That, that dark vision oh. behind that one. Holy shit. Oh, man. You want to be a sexy boy now? Dude, every time it's so stupid, but when I run across that meme <laughs> of McDonald's sign where it says there are no boy toys, and then underneath it shows Shawn Michaels crying, I die laughing every time. I didn't know that was a meme. <laughs> oh, I'll have to find it. <laughs> it oh, says there's fuck. no boy toys, and then it just shows him crying. Oh, I don't know if I'm ready for that in my life. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Wow. 
didn't know. Oh, be dialing. That's who we needed for that second. Oh, yeah. Not that. <laughs> Fucking Shane said this is the piece of the glove that knocked out Brash on the brawl for all. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> And, he, and, and next you to it, and next to it is the piece of the glove that killed Doctor Destiny in William's career. And next to it is a piece of his jaw. Oh, I don't know what was broken more: his career or his jaw. Doctor Death, be nailing. Oh. Get it on Flex. Okay, Flex. Hit Jim Tan. Doctor Cards accepted. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh right. God! So, in other news, I don't even know where to go. What other news to go to after that? This I mean, morning. I don't know if you have it, but we could keep with the funny and fucking because Carmelo's been up to some shit. I do have it. As a matter of fact, let me see where it is. <laughs> well, let's yeah, keep because this was amazing. Carmela, week two. Let me see <laughs> if I could grab this here. I saw this. I was crying. I haven't seen it yet. I just I because just of it. one particular part, and you will know what I'm talking about when you see it. Uh, well, she was good when she did Sasha and uh, Charlotte. Oh, this and this one's even better. Okay, let's see. What I'm wondering is how Kane got one over on the shield. Because 100 out of 100 times, Tom, my strategy is bulletproof. How did she get the facial expression so good? I don't know, but look at this. This is the, this part killed me. Monday night, we're gonna find out. I love how we need Ambrose. She's blurred out. I saw that. I lost my shit. She fucking blurred out Ambrose. <laughs> Believe that shit. Oh god. Yeah, I I don't like it as much as when she did because she, she was spot on with with uh Sasha and Charlotte. But I I still like it. She's good at this. She better be careful. They're gonna they're gonna make that her gimmick. When she comes out as oh, who did two people did that gimmick? What Big Show and Eugene, right? But this I, came out as different people. I hate Ziggler did that when he was attempting to matter, but he was the only one who failed. So. Big Show's Ziggler version did. was driving me nuts. Oh God! He, <laughs> there was somebody else that did that. <sighs> was it Bob? No, it wasn't Yo, Bob. It, it, it was Damian Sandow. Was oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. Sandow came out with a different one. person every week. So I saw this. Who did this? This is Hannibal TV. Did you guys see Mark Merrill talking about uh, anything recently? Uh, I have not. Oh fuck! You bringing up the you bringing up the brawl for you you bringing up the brawl for reminded me of this Mark Merrill thing. I laugh every time I see that. Oh god. Stupid. Oh that's fucked up. <laughs> Tell me you said that correct. Tell me you did. I did, I did. Oh thing. What you, did you send me something? Yeah, I sent it to you. <laughs> I sent you that meme too. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh wow, both of them. Wow, you so almost that's pretty accurate. The action for I don't know how you got that figure. That's pretty accurate attire. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> Rick looks like DLC from Mortal Kombat. Oh, hold on, I gotta. Can uh, let's see if I could put these you on the screen, man. <laughs> oh, dear Jesus! I'll need a minute or two here <laughs> to put these up. Oh God! <laughs> that might be one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in my life. Like I didn't expect it to be that funny. Like. I, Oh, the Sean Bar every time. And my wife's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I know you know. It just makes me like laugh. Every, and it'll just come out of nowhere. It's like, what? Oh. I mean, my dad's fucking dangerous. Like, it's, oh my God. It's, it's, like, it's like when the Arthur memes were popular. Oh my word. Yeah. With his fist. No, all of them. Fucking like every Arthur meme was just. T- oh. <laughs> Holy cow. Lord. I'm trying to get these over to our Tron here. Even though I know you, I would still walk on the other side of the street if you could walk it up like that. Without the mask, like, it's not that bad, though. Oh, my God. All right, let me see if I could throw these up here now. Oh. Well, first there was this, if it comes up. Your outfit? Oh yeah. He was okay. like, why would anybody be scared? Let me let me bring it up large and get the brows off the screen. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh. not sorry. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. That like Prince and Rick <laughs> Yeah, I'm forgetting, bitch. Oh, what? <laughs> oh. oh man, my jaw hurts. <laughs> I'm fucking lightheaded. Like- where did you even get that image? I just looked up men's leather suit and it was like <laughs> That's upsetting. So I put men's leather outfit and it was like halfway down and went, Oh, that's probably close. I was gonna say that's a dangerous search wise, you Oh uh, yeah, I know. You go Not fuck around. Okay, good, because you go fuck around and see worse than full on coitus, uh, you yeah. men in leather. <laughs> the YouTube filters couldn't save you the first time, like <laughs> That's one. Of, that's one of the few talk board stories I wish I was a part of. Just like I'm so bad, I missed it. <laughs> Something oh. tells me I would have been the moment I passed out on the call. Like, good lord. Let me see if I could get the Shawn Michaels one up there. <laughs> so funny. Everyone's probably seen it. Uh, I had never. I didn't know that meme existed. Like, I, there it is. Never seen oh, that. that's upsetting. Like, <laughs> it captured the perfect moment too. I don't know why. It's just so <laughs> funny. You know what it is? It's because it captures it at such a perfect moment. It looks like he just got to the end of it. Like, like he legit read that and started crying. He's just like, it's like I'm not there. I'm not their sexy boy. Oh, sexy boy. out of boy toys. <laughs> The, that moment, that 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 moment when the lyrics get real. If anyone wanted to see the Squire's outfit, now that I have the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my funny, god! Man. 
Just for the record, I'm already having more fun knowing we're not going to waste any time on the weeklies. We <laughs> see that oh, when you see Rick's outfit. Yeah, we wasted a bunch of time on everything else. When you see Rick wear that outfit down the street above With a Mitch. mask on, too? Like, oh, no. Fucking, I'll go to the other side of the street. Fuck that. Like, above him, it should say, here comes a new challenger. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Very cute. Very cute. When he walks in the room, it just goes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> the motherfucker, the agent, the motherfucker, the motherfucker, forty-seven. That's agent forty-eight. He's kicking some silver Honda. <laughs> <laughs> walks away. It's all perfect. That's the real reason they cleared that Times Square. There's some crazy motherfucker kicking a Honda. I think like, I'm kicking that Honda. Back. <laughs> <laughs> he fucked that Honda. Oh, how long has he been kicking? He's been kicking around three days. Oh, God, I can't see. Holy shit. Oh. Thank that motherfucker looks like the main character of Deus Ex. So, the next story moving along here oh. is. Uh, wow. This was Mark Marrow on Hannibal TV talking about uh oh. what it, I didn't realize that Sable actually uh left left him for Brock Lesnar you know, like they were cheating apparently first. <laughs> That's incredible. I heard like a tagline from and I was like, "Huh?" What? Well, it was every night before um, Mariah went to bed, we'd call her and we'd say, how's your day? And it was always really good conversation. And Mariah always wanted to talk to her mom before she went to bed. And and, um, and I just remember that. It just seemed like it was getting harder and harder to get in touch with her. And then there was days that she didn't even answer her phone. It was go to voicemail. And I was thinking, why? where's my wife, you know? I know the, the, the wrestling matches are over. They got to be either driving to the next town or, or in a hotel room. And there was no phone call back. There was no nothing, you know. So I remember um, leaving a very nasty message. Like, you know, I can't believe you don't call us back. Uh, you know, this is rude. Well, I don't remember what I said. But anyways, it's probably one of those I started to feel bad messages. for saying that. You know, and I go, you know what? Let me, and I knew her access code to a phone like she knew mine. They're a married couple, you know? So I called back the, the phone and I go, I'm going to delete that message. I don't want her to hear that. You know, she's probably got enough stress on the road. I dialed the number and I, it says, you have two unheard messages. I thought, okay, so I got to listen to the first one to, to, to get to mine, you know? And it's this man's voice apologizing for the night before. Dun, dun, and dun, dun, dun. you know, and I was like, "What the heck?" And it was it was pretty graphic, and I was very taken back. And then I was realizing that she's got she's seeing somebody else. You know, and it was it was devastating. I mean, I thought we'd be married forever. You know, and and I just remember, and anyone that's gone through a breakup or lost a loved one, you you know the feeling. It's like just your heart. You can't sleep. You can't eat. You you're just miserable. And um, I didn't say anything, and then um, I deleted my message, and then I picked her up at the airport, and I, I said, I want to know who this is. And she goes, what are you talking about? So she first denied it, and then she just said that she's going to be moving out, and she wants a divorce. And it was like my world ended there, man. You know, the most devastating, hurtful, um, didn't know what I was going to do. 
because um, now, you know, you obviously split everything up and you, you go your own way and life changes. And uh, I got back into drugs. I got back into living a horrible life, horrible financial decisions, the housing market tanked, everything that could go wrong went wrong in my life to the point where I just didn't even want to be here anymore. And then, um, you know, just just making an amazing comeback in life. And that's part of the story I share at schools and churches and corporations now was that, you know, no matter how bad it is, no matter what you're going through, you know, and there's a plan, a purpose for your life. And, 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 we, and we could all come back from it. Did you ever have a talk with Brock or anything since that happened? Like get to see him in person and any type of apology or anything from him? No, and I, I don't expect a Christmas card or anything. Thank you for watching the Hannibal That, that is too much, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, again? my fucking world would fall apart if I feel if my life my wife left me to get gorilla fucked by Lesnar too. He like the funniest thing was when he said that that whenever people feel bad, they should always realize. I thought he was gonna say it could be worse. Like Brock Lesnar could be fucking your wife. <laughs> I was hoping for that. You know, it is rough. It's like did you did, was was there an apology? No. Well, I well we brought him here so that you could demand one. <laughs> Bring them out. <laughs> I don't think he's looking for Brock. Look, looks like one of the people from Cats. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with this dude? He's got. Kenny Rogers surgery. Holy crap. You look like that too. Fucking Brockless with Dick and Daniel Westbrook. Yo, fucking Shane's timing because when he's telling the story about Lesnar fucking his wife, Shane, Shane put the spark up of Brock Lesnar winking. <laughs> Final flash! You know where these Brock Lesnar <laughs> memes oh, come from? No. I've never seen any of these before. Ew. <laughs> that face to this day has fucked me up. That's like his equivalent of the page here. Yeah. It's not funny, but it was fucking decades ago. The guy is over. We wouldn't be talking about like if it happened yesterday, like if Brock Lesnar. Fuck that shit. 2020 still... is funny. Yeah. And it's not, we're not <laughs> laughing at 90, that. 98, 97. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, just the way that the whole thing played out, we didn't realize that it was like that. No, it's definitely shitty that she did that. If you guys want to get dark and morbid and talk about the, uh, you know, the fact that she come, you could take it, Squire. If I talk about her fornication, she's going to burn in hell, right? Yeah, she's already fucking there. You don't even know it yet. When this world ends and the pandemic kills all of us, she's going to hell. If that makes you feel any better. She bringing fucking Lesnar <laughs> dick with her. No, that's it. Do you think if he was on the phone, he just heard, I'm going to get a Bud Light lay on top of Sable? Mount my wife. <laughs> Mount my future wife. Because <laughs> Bud Washington don't pay me no fuck. <laughs> That was the greatest post fight ever. <laughs> that motherfucker said, I'm going to go mount my wife. I'm like, wow. Like Joe Rogan said, Brock Lesnar could fuck you. And you, no one would do anything about it, let alone your wife. <laughs> you proved it. What was that quote Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson said? I'll F you till you love me. Oh, yeah. When well, you fucking told that interview, I'm going to fuck you till you love me. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> It's still the greatest line ever because, like, I feel like if I'm that reporter, I'm thinking, how much fucking could that be? Like, 
while Stacey said if she if if they stayed together, I guess meaning Mark Merrow and Sable, that the daughter would have looked like Mark Merrow. I guess instead of (laughs) mustache and all, right? Oh shit! (laughs) (laughs) But she but she can box. She can throw. Oh, why did you do that to me? Oh, final flash! <laughs> oh man! Oh, no, poor that, Mark Merrow. Did we even share <laughs> the? Uh, did we share the, the link to the uh, to that story? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I lost track. The bot supposed to. Yeah, we did. Has there been any like? Does anybody know what Sable looks like now? <sighs> she. I think the last time I saw her was after a UFC fight. I mean, does she still look like Sable? Or yes, yeah, she, she should look like Sable. You could tell that was Sable if you'd seen Sable. You what do you mean you could tell that was? That's not a good sign. You could tell that was her. <laughs> you <could> tell. <laughs> well, I just realized how bad that came that out. That sounded oh, really fucking bad. That sounds like if, if we were watching fucking uh, Batman Beyond and you were like, you could tell that that was Batman back in the day. And you're looking at old man Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I, meant it, I meant it like if you watch wrestling, you knew like, wait a minute, that's Sable. But if you don't watch wrestling, it's more like, who is this old bitch? Are they rebooting Golden Girls? That's almost what it sounds like you're saying. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> If you're a wrestling fan, you could tell that that used to be Sable. <laughs> like, holy shit. I don't think and I'm going to look. Girls, why you choose your words carefully. Imagine yeah. that. Destin goes up to Brock Lesnar's wife. Man, you used to be good looking. <laughs> That's like, it, like, that's you, like you my fucking Nicole Bass experience. Remember I told you guys about that where I was like, I forgot what I said, but I said something in past tense and it, and it made her sad. <laughs> I meant it like you used to play that character. I said something like, you were really good. And she was like, was really good? <laughs> Remember that shit? And I, and I got caught. I, I got tongue tied. I was like, yeah, well, uh, I don't really get to see you as much as I, uh, I guess I would like to anymore. And she was like, yeah, me neither. Oh, shit. It's funny, I was watching an old Raw where it was, uh, oh, it was, they just had heard Tori fought at WrestleMania for the first time. Really? I was going back watching old Raws. I was like, wow, she's awful. Well, she, <laughs> she's wasn't, she wasn't even from, uh, she was from Howard Stern or some shit, right? Who's that, Tori? No, Nicole Bass. Oh, yes. And then that's when Nicole Bass came into the picture. Yeah. Yeah, she was from Howard Stern. She? What do you mean, she? She, she identifies as she. What's up, Shane? <laughs> Man, Bass. If you, if, you guys, if you guys recall, and this story came out years ago, uh, if you go back to SummerSlam 98, when, uh, remember they kind of did a dusty finish, I believe, like Shawn Michaels was the commissioner at the time, and he came back and he reversed something. I don't remember what it was. But he comes through the curtain and he's like, "Now hold on a second, there, Mister." Um, he says to it Nicole Bass, "Jericho won the title, I think." He says it to Nicole Bass. Um, I don't think oh, Jericho yeah. was even there yet. And they said she went back to Gorilla and cried because oh, no, no, of that no, shit. No, no. Like she legit was crying because Tom Michael said, "Hold on a second, Mister." Oh man! Oh shoot! I remember that. Yeah, oh, SummerSlam '98 in the Garden. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Hold on a second, Mister. Remember Nicole Bass's catchphrase? I'll, I'll F you too, love me. Oh. 
<laughs> oh my god. god oh lord. For like a half second, I believed him too. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Hey everybody, my name is Nicole Bass. I'm gonna fuck you too. You love me. <laughs> Wait a minute, bitch. No, like be gone. <laughs> Nicole Bass looked like a jacked up D. Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> With makeup, <laughs> like that twisted sister video. Oh God! All ripped out. That's what Cole Bass looked like. Ugh. Oh, we're not gonna take it. <laughs> no, you go take it. Just <laughs> <laughs> you gonna like it. Oh, and you're God. gonna like it. <laughs> you take it till you love me. <laughs> Could you imagine if you were the friend? It's like, oh, dude, I want to set you up with this chick. She's, oh, you know, she's, in shape. She's, she's in shape. You know, she's athletic. Oh, yeah, all right. And then she shops, her, she shops frequently at GameStop. Oh, oh man. Hardcore gamer. Joke. That gamer. shit used to be real someday. Like, oh, my God. If you ever have to move, she's really good. Open out. You don't even need a truck. She's got it covered. You know that movie company, Two Guys in a Truck? That's Stop. One chick in a van. <laughs> She'll move your whole house. Why do I feel like she's going to help out Tim Allen in the next episode of Home Improvement? Oh, God. The next episode. Yeah, that'll be the day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're bringing back everything else. Fuck it. Like, yeah, right. Home improvement. <laughs> so, um, I don't know why this story keeps coming up over the years, but every now and then it pops back up. It's like whack a mole with this one. Oh, I know the one. I don't know if you do at this point. This is also Hannibal. He's getting some interesting shit lately. But a gorgeous George apparently was interviewed and she once again addressed the rumors of a uh, macho man and Stephanie McMahon. Yep. Also, this was the one? Yeah, this was the one I was thinking of because I saw it pop up and I was like, again? Yeah, hey, I reluctantly grabbed it just because I was thinking, is this like, how many times are we going to go over this fucking story? You know? I don't know if you guys even remember Gorgeous George. Most people in the chat probably aren't even going to know who the hell we're talking about, right? I know who Gorgeous George is. We know. Yeah, you know. Lanny told me before off the record, like this, the the true story about uh, Randy and Stephanie McMahon. Did, did Randy ever tell you what happened there? Oh, he told me. <laughs> <laughs> he told me one day when we were in ecstasy on the beach. I think he didn't mean to tell me that. And then the next morning, he goes, "Did I tell you anything last night on the beach?" I'm like, "You sure did." He knew exactly what he said, and he was like, "Shit," you know what I mean? Because it was kind of like the truth drug. Yeah. Once he got on that, he just started telling me everything. So it is what it is. And, you know, she knows, he knows what it all was. Oh, yeah. What, what, do, you, what do you guys think? I thought it was 1956 because I thought you meant gorgeous George from, like, 1940. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking wrestling squires. Keep up. We're talking about Macho Man, remember? <laughs> It's a macho man Yo. story. <laughs> what the fuck? That what man. <laughs> I had no idea where you, where you were going with that. I didn't think. I, I, I didn't even think about that gorgeous story. She didn't wrestle Harley Race. That no, that's not right. 
I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't think it was even possible to go back that far. Oh my god! Besides that, what do you, what do you guys think of this rumor coming up again, Macho? Well, stuff I gotta re, I gotta retract my thought, but uh, <laughs> yeah. In, in all honesty, yeah, like how I feel. Sorry, Dustin. Um, she, she's got. I'm trying to figure out how to put this. She doesn't realize that like the severity of her comments are, I don't think so. Um, and when she's putting words out there that a man doesn't no longer, you know, he, he doesn't have his side to say about the situation. She, she's basically putting words that he said in her mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, it would have been more convenient if she would have brought this up when he was still around. But then again, I guess that's why she wouldn't have done it. But uh, yeah, that's pretty serious shit to throw out there, especially with Stephanie McMahon being amongst the living. Yeah. And how how is that story? She said, oh, we were on the beach doing ecstasy. Well, how do you know you didn't hear it wrong? Exactly. He was. And just how and how meticulous... You go back and you look how meticulous so, Macho Man is and how crazy he was about Elizabeth and all that. There's no way he did anything like that. So I, the, the reason she brought up the ecstasy is because it is a truth drug. It's the kind of drug that you take it and you're going to be really honest. It's going to be like in True Lies. You ever seen True Lies, that one scene where they put the truth serum in him and he tells the guy how he's going to kill him and then he does? That's the coolest <laughs> honor yes. moment ever. You know, the truth serum told the guy his fate. You know, he said, I'm going to take these handcuffs off. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to snap your neck. And I'm gonna, and then, and then uh, he did it. That's good truth serum. But that's sort of how uh, that reacts in your system. So it you're 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 going to hear you're going to be less inclined to to lie. So I think she brought that up as a bullet point just to say it is probably the truth. To me, that's actually more telling. I don't know if she put that in there to try to convince us further. But the ecstasy thing to me is more telling than anything else about the story. Because if there's any fucking time that he would have admitted to something like that, that would have been the drug to do it. And for who, you know, who knows, like, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying anybody would do this. But I mean, for views for his channel, who's to say Hannibal wasn't like, hey, go ahead and uh, mention that Mancha Man did this, you know? Do you guys believe there's any any truth to that rumor? I oh, mean, at this I point, mean, for one thing, at this point that we've seen such so few, it's like we said, it shows up every once a once in a few years, and every this is the first time I've actually heard anything that he, even if it, if it actually happened, it could be possible evidence. But it's like I I don't even think I can believe it anymore at this point because it shows up once every few years, and at this point in 2020, why does anybody still give a shit? Exactly. That's what. That's what. It, I, I think it's more. It annoys me so much. I just instantly. I'm just like no fucking way. Like, as much as I hate saying this, I could see Hogan doing that over Macho Man. <laughs> Damn. What about what about you, Squires? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Do you think there's any Macho I mean, Stephanie? No, because as much as Vince wanted to protect his business, he would have no. It, there's just something when that happens to your kid and it's your daughter. There's, there's, yeah, no. But that, that's the whole. 
that's the whole thing though, What's that? that it was vince not knowing about it and the reason why that was the one fence he never mended was because he found out after the fact at least that's the way the story goes no i don't think so like i said the way he was with elizabeth and just how meticulous that he was and yeah, i i yeah. don't i don't know one way or another but i will say this and i think i might have mentioned this on the show before um Long before I knew, like, who Stephanie McMahon was going to be, like, in, in the storylines or, or just in general, uh, I remember hearing this story about, not about her, I hadn't ever heard that before, but I remember hearing about Macho and the fact that for some reason him and Vince, that, that was just a fence that was never mended, and it was always interesting to me. That's kind of what drew me to that story, because I always thought, wow, because Vince seems like the kind of guy who, uh, after time, you can always mend fences with him. And this was the only case of all people, someone he was really close to. We know for a fact, when I look back in history, and if you listen to Linda talk about him, and if you listen to all of the family talk about him, I know for a fact that Randy Savage was closer to the McMahons than I think any wrestler had ever gotten, at least publicly, as far as uh, people talking about the stories. You know, like he was treated like a son. If you go and listen back to the stories, Linda treated him like if he was a son, like he was someone who was essentially almost part of the family. You listen to any old macho, you've, yeah. you, you've heard it from Linda herself. She's talked about how they treated him like a son and how he was, you know, macho was very close to them. And it always made me wonder what the fuck, because then there were stories about how him and Vince got into an argument at like at a bar once they went drinking and macho man punched him. And they said, but that wasn't it. And it just got me thinking, what the fuck could you have done? What 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 happened that would have caused this? You don't think and um, bent to the fact that Vince wanted to retire him nah, and said he could no more. No, but it was, but it was on. Desk. I think it was on both sides, though. You know, not just on Macho's. It was on Vince's side too. And I was thinking, if it's a, if it wasn't that you punched him, what could it be? And my mind just automatically without knowing any of the story, without ever hearing the rumor, just went to you. You'd have to fuck a guy's daughter at that point. If punching him and all the other shit they've been through didn't end that association. Again, I knew nothing about it. So later on when I heard those rumors, I remember just thinking, get the fuck out of here. Like, no way. Like, that's just something I was just shooting on where it was just like, the only thing I could think of is that he fucked his kid, you know, and that's the only thing that would drive somebody to the point beyond punching them out, you know? And he knew that. And and I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying that's where my mind went, not hearing these rumors. But do you think, knowing all of the stuff that he knows now, that he would ever induct him into the Hall of Fame, he would scrub him like he did Benoit, and not even bat an eye about it. And Macho Man's not scrubbed. Macho Man's not snicker. I mean, he would so do that if he knew that and, that was You wouldn't see any... You wouldn't have a Macho Man mask maybe not. on your... But, yeah. but how much of that is Vince? Everything's Vince... I mean, Vince would and have him, to. Have he's not a stupid man, man, and him doing that, he sort of confirms it. You know what I mean? Like, he, he not not to us, but to the people that are coming to him. You know, the people in charge of the shop. If he comes to them and like no Macho Man mask, it becomes a question of why. For example, yeah. uh, cool. we're gonna get into it a little bit, but Roman Reigns right now, there's there's definitely an order on Roman Reigns to to be like mums the word on him for whatever the hell they're going through. Uh, you know what I mean? Like. It comes out so fast when, when that kind of a relationship falls apart that I think he'd be smart enough not to do that if he's trying to like make it a thing that never happened. Nah, I, I, I just think it's one of those wrestling rumors and myths that got out of hand. It's convenient. 
I just think there was a lot of unsettled tension between them. The way that Macho Man, I think because Macho Man was a perfectionist, Macho Man always thought he was better than Hogan. Macho Man was better than Hogan, if you're talking about in-ring. And I think there was a lot of bitterness and resentment between them for that. And it just, and the way that things ended, and Vince wanted him to retire early and thought he was too old to be in the ring. You know, I just think all that stuff brought all that out. Uh, that bitter between them. It's, it's just weird that even Brett was able to make up with Vince, I, you know? I, I don't know what's happening. Like I said, yeah. I don't lean one way or the other. I'm just telling you what what came out here. Yeah, at this point, it's yeah. like, if the, if the next time this shit comes out, and it's literally the exact same amount of information at this point, I just call bullshit. Because nothing, with the exception of this one time, significant ever comes out. And I mean, what evidence is there? Just people saying, oh yeah, I heard him talk about it once. Well, and like there's, I said, this well, well, like Now there's this, but you don't, I'm assuming you don't consider Gorgeous George a, a credible source. No, I don't. And then, I mean, at this point, like I said, it, it's 2020. Who at this point gives a shit? Like, exactly. Nobody. I mean, in all fairness, um, in all fairness, apparently wrestling fans, or apparently Hannibal TV did, because it's not like he went on, it's not like she went on there for that. That question was thrown at her. It's just something that comes up. You know, I can't blame, I can't blame her. And that's another thing to me where it's like, it's not like she volunteered that she was fucking asked, you know? But, but like Shane said earlier, would you even mention her name if this question did come up? So of course you're going to say something like that because you want to get your name out there. You want to be, you know, oh, oh, did you hear that? You know, and then we talk about it. Pretty sure other people talk about it. Then our name's out. You know, who's this person? Who? What? You know what I mean? Uh, she just should just show a titties. It's so much simpler if you want to get your name out there and go into all these right. crazy little arcs and stuff. It, it, it's, like... e- it's easy buzz. That's what it is. It's easy buzz. Gotcha. All right. Well, in other news, Paige recently uh, did a side-by-side comparison shot. Bring it up on the screen now so that you guys can take a look here. Speaking of titties. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely endowed in that department. Essentially, this is uh, her basically saying that she cut out alcohol and went plant-based. What does she mean by went plant-based? Like a vegetarian? Yeah, so it sounds like. Why not just say that? What do you mean you went plan based? It sounds like a, a, a like you're playing a fucking class in an RPG. I'm- see, see, because, because, because uh, you have to make it sound pretty for social media. Cutting out alcohol and well, going plant based. Right I now, I'm, you are well, right now I'm caffeine based. <laughs> I thought you, I thought you got planted all the time. Oh my god. But anyway, yeah, cutting on alcohol and going plant-based is one of the best decisions ever. Also wearing less makeup, Jesus. And yeah, you know what? Good for her, man. You can definitely yeah. tell. It's funny. As somebody who who cut out a lot of bad shit, too, you can definitely tell. Like, now I know what to look for. Like, I could tell in picture A, she's someone who drinks a lot. And I could tell in picture B that she's someone who eats clean and doesn't drink. Unfortunately, um, you know. So you did the shuffled oh my god, I just woke up hungover picture besides the, oh hey, I'm doing a photo shoot at the pool. Well, no, because honestly, every picture I saw of Paige during that era looked like, oh my god, I just woke up, I'm hungover, no matter what time of day it was. The morning pictures, the noon pictures, the dinner pictures, the traveling pictures, the driving pictures. Like, if you go back and think, we covered Paige extensively on this channel. When you really look at it, 
all of her pictures, we always talk about how something looked wrong, no matter what she was doing. No matter what. Yeah. 24-7, every day of the week, every country she was in, no matter what, she looked like shit. She looked like she was always coming off a bender. She was a hot mess, but nonetheless a mess. As you can see in that picture. But you can see in the right there, that's definitely, she's more healthy. You can tell that's someone who's not drinking the way she used to. She looked incredible. Well, yeah, she cut out all the Patron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, one was clearly worse than the other. I made another funny. <laughs> Let's see if Ted guy with the big nose who's a pussy can make a funny. Yeah, looks great, though, man. Looks great. Yeah, you yeah, know, you got to. Uh, that's how you fight this shit nowadays. You get healthy. Get healthy. Proud quick. of you, girl. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely, man. She did really good. You know, that's the best way to deal with it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, the good old governor of Florida, that dude's awesome, right? He's like President Shinra. <laughs> you notice that? Like, you see the similarities there? You guys don't know who President Shinra is? Who else can I use? He's like Albert Wesker. <laughs> is that good? Yeah, that works. <laughs> Does that one work better? Chief yeah. Wiggum? Chief Wiggum. I'm nah, that guy's too nice. We need evil <laughs> characters at the top of fucking buildings. Wesker. He's like Wesker. (laughs) You know, who runs, uh, yeah, it would be Wesker. Definitely. So, yeah, this guy basically gave a press conference where he talked a little bit more about WWE and his reasoning behind keeping WWE as a central business, which we're going to get into. I'm going to let you guys see it. Link you in the chat room, put on social media. Dude, I wanted the the wrestling to be filmed in Orlando. Uh, I'd like them to do WrestleMania. They were going to do WrestleMania in April. That was hundreds of millions of dollars. I want to keep that good relationship. I want them to invest in Florida. We got UFC to come to Jacksonville. Again, there's not going to be any fans, but I think those are going to be a good event for people. Uh, I work with Phil Mickelson on making sure they have what they need for, for that Tiger Woods match. So there's going to be a lot of good stuff going on, but I don't think we're probably ready to have fans. But I do think if the trends are good, I think as you get into uh, June, July, I think there is a window to have to have some fans. You're not going to have everyone packed in, but man, in 90 degree weather in the state of Florida, if you're out there and someone's 10 feet away from you and you want to watch uh, watch a ball game or something, you may be able to do that. So this is something that we're just going to have to do. We're going to be driven by the facts, driven by the data. But I think that Major League Baseball coming back, I, I'm hearing this, I think that that's going to be exciting for a lot of people. And I just think that there's going to be a lot of possibilities. So let's just be resourceful and creative. Yeah, that dude definitely wants some money in his freaking state. Wait, wait. You know what, though? I like it. You have to start somewhere. Yeah. This can't, I mean, somebody has to start to get normal again. <laughs> somebody has to be like, you Mark, know? Mark said all he had to say was, it's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that fucking guy. But, but who's the, who's to say that like, okay, you're, you're having selected fans in here. Who's to say that they're not paying a premium? You know what I'm saying? Like a luck of the draw. Hey, you get to be in the ballpark or the you know arena for the for the event. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it, it well, will have to be on a lottery system. And no, a no, no. The way of, the way they happen. Apparently, according to the governor, uh, he was saying that the the state's new policy would be for twenty five percent of a venue to be filled. Yep. So, uh, you would space people out accordingly if it can fill. If 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 you can put like twenty thousand in there. Uh-huh. Then you would put like five thousand instead. Yep. Is the way that it would essentially wind up working. And uh, 
WWE basically uh, are ready to return back to television May 11th, which is this upcoming week. This will be right after Money in the Bank. Whereas with AEW, on the other hand, uh, they'll be going live tomorrow. Uh, so they're pretty much ready to go live. As far as the situation with the uh, with the governor, just to be clear about it, they said that the policy of allowing sporting events at 25% capacity is not part of his newly signed executive order that he signed yesterday. Uh, and that it's only a phase one suggestion from him in regards to reopening uh, with the Florida task force. And that's something I wanted to address. I'm glad that came up. I just read this for the first time that there's a, there's a bit of confusion and, and I, I kind of feel like people just like to be scared or pissed when you take things out of context. Yeah. Because that's what happened with uh with the president as well. Um which time? <laughs> this current time. <laughs> but yeah. I keep seeing headlines and I keep seeing headlines and links of, you know, Trump lays out plans to reopen the, 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 the city. Trump lays out Trump gives out orders to reopen or whatever, to reopen the states and everything, and people going, What an idiot, this fool, how could he do this? And it's like just to be clear, it's very similar to what's happening here with the Florida governor Ron DeSantis where these are more like guidelines where what Trump did was he laid out guidelines to, to all of the states where he, he told, he told the governors and the mayors and everything, look, when shit is better for your state, here is a list of guidelines of how you prevent it from going south as you slowly reopen things. And he left it up to each state to handle that. But the way it's sort of being spun was like if he just said, we're going to open everything back up. I'm laying out the plans to open everything back. Like, no, he kind of gave it because it has to be handled like on a on a state level, you know, not on a federal level. So he gave the plans out. But it's like the way things are being taken out of context is like that. Like with this, everyone automatically thought that meant that 25% of fans can automatically be there. It's pretty much saying that this is where they're going to be once they start reopening things not that now this is happening immediately and it goes from case to case that doesn't mean it can't change in a few days but when you're hearing about people setting up plans to reopen they're not forcing shit open they're leaving it they're they're letting it go down the chain of command and then letting the people that are closer to the situation see it because obviously the president can't be everywhere at once the people who have hands-on are the mayors and governors so you know again just keep in mind the way that kind of shit works when you hear about it. We're also hearing. I think you really, really misunderstood the president. Um, I thought he said, "Open up everything, drink bleach, and we'll be okay." So that's uh. what I was out of it, and that's what I read online, and I believe it. Well, so. you know what, dude? Since this show started, I've been drinking bleach, and I'm still not fucking okay. Right. So my trust <laughs> levels have gone but, way down. Well, I'm saying like like but, like a fucking like a fucking listen. My glasses are empty. See, like, what the fuck? Yeah, mine too. Listen, this is the glass that I drank the fucking blue <laughs> top. But Didn't my work. hiney hole has never been cleaner. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. You got to drink it from the opposite way. Oh, God. This, oh. Is, one of those, this is one of those beer stand type deals. Oh. Do not do that. Disclaimer. I, I know the way the world is nowadays. Do not fucking do that. Please. Last thing I need right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, dude, you know, I. I, I a beautiful oyster. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Stop it! Stop it! Mark said I was shooting up with lights on. I'm still good. I fucking. T- I just gargle with Febreze. 
I gotta watch and rinse with fabulous though. And if you want to save it because you're in, you're in times of a uh, we're in times where resources are very limited, what you do is you gargle with the Febreze and then you do a triple H spit pop, so that you also get the double effect of, <laughs> of fragrancing your room as well as uh, your your insides. You gotta make sure you play at one also- every time though. Yeah, I always make sure it's on the same note he does. And I have the music playing and I'm waiting impatiently. And when it gets to the thing, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I also rub Purell on my eyes till I look like I'm possessed. (laughs) (laughs) And all in in the meantime, we practice social distancing. Yes, yes, of course. We do this shit far away from all of you so that I don't spray any of that. You don't get any of my fucking Febreze spit on you. Oh. But we're just doing what we're told. Exactly. But Florida is not the only place that's interested in getting money and getting their state restarted because apparently, according to Wrestling Observer, uh, the Oklahoma governor, Kevin Stitt, is trying to get wrestling and MMA and boxing because they want to generate revenue into their states. So slowly, more and more states are starting to see the, the money, which you can say at this point is out of necessity. It's like we need we're going to need some sort of money. Like you said, Squire, it's got to start somewhere. We're going to need some sort of money. Let's get some shit going. And if there's other places doing these empty events and it seems safe, why not we do it? Whether or not you feel they're right or wrong. It's it's again, just like I've been doing this the whole time. going on. There's pros and cons. You know, I think there's no way to survive this shit with everything closed. You at least have a chance, in my opinion, if you're careful and 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 you take your time but just not doing anything i don't know if uh economically our country has that kind of time without permanently fucking shit up that doesn't mean i'm saying that the answer is to go the other way but you just got to ask yourself which one's worse i don't know i can't tell you the future would it be worse to risk uh there being global illness or would it be worse to risk there being global poverty which essentially leads to all of the other problems, including illness and lack of medicine and resources, et cetera. It's crazy. It's a tough path to have to choose, you know? And, and there has to be a gentle balance. There has to be a balance in everything. Exactly. And that's that what I think perfect. we're trying to do but, here. You know, the people that, that are saying, oh, stay at home, don't affect all those, and, and you know, da-da-da-da-da, are most of those people that are crying that probably don't have a job. <laughs> So it's like, eh, things are normal for me. You know what I mean? It's like, there's a lot of people out there that can't live off of unemployment. You know, what about that single mom that just lost her job at Applebee's that was barely making it now? And, you know, unemployment ain't cutting it. So what? what is somebody like that supposed to do? You well, know, for I'm... me, for, if it was for me and my family, and it's like, you know, I had, you know, I have to work to provide for my family. Of course, I'm going to go risk myself from getting sick. I don't care. I have to. My my family has to be number one. Providing for my family is my utmost goal. No, I didn't mean to break in that. The chain was going to try to say something. No, I I said um, as as someone that's living in a state that's reopening everything, and also an essential employee, it's to the point where. Yeah, I do want to see, you know, at least some type of upswing in all of this. And I do want to see people, you know, go outside and, you know, enjoy what we have in the summer. But at the same time, it's uh, it's gotten to this. I mean, you can look it up. I live in Abilene, Texas. Um, I have no problem saying my location. 
Um, we are number 14 as far as uh, spreading um, in the state of Texas on the list of states that, you know, are cities that are statewide. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's, to the, it's to the point where are we going to get sick? Possibly. Um, and also, um, you know, some of us realize that. And I think we just, we, we got to try to at least live life, but at the same time, realize that when we go out into public, that we're, we, we're possibly con contaminating other people and we're, we ourselves are being contaminated. I don't, I don't know if I have a virus. I don't have enough money to afford a test for a virus. You know what I'm saying? Even with the stimulus check. I don't you know, think that people should be getting I have to, getting I have to look at certain uh, amenities and bills and stuff like that before I even worry about a fucking test. I don't think people should be getting tested. That's another thing that's been bothering me about this. Like this whole thing about if you get the symptoms and you feel sick enough to get tested, then sure. But I kind of felt it was it was uh, counterproductive to have people that have no symptoms going to get tested at this point. Because since there is like a 14-day incubation period... It's hit or miss. You maybe you needed to test that person fourteen days earlier or later. There's no way to tell. It's but a, if you but th there's, there's a it, forty percent false positive on all those tests. So when you do those tests, it's pretty much a coin flip. Yeah, which is you're already doing the coin flip. And and if you're positive, what are they going to tell you? Stay home and stay away from everyone. And if you're negative, what are they going to tell you? Stay home and stay away from everyone. So the outcome's still the same. It's better to try to yeah. minimize the spread if you need to. But again, you got to go to get, get your groceries, got to go to do your other stuff. These states, these governors, these mayors, they, ha they have to bring in some sort of money to keep everything alive. And that's what the, the governor of uh, Florida uh, and Oklahoma are doing. They're trying to wrestling seems to be have the ability to still generate money. That's the way they're looking at it. It seems to be one of the only things wrestling, UFC, boxing seem to be the only things left to generate money. And now state slowly, we're seeing two so far are going to want a piece of the pie. I kind of feel like it's not so much that they were deemed an essential service as it was that they became an essential service as far as the economy goes. Like they had to keep something going. You know what I mean? Is what I think. I don't think that this will ever be something that we're going to hear anyone admit in our lifetime, at least. But it might have been as simple as we need to have something going. We need to fucking think of something that can still create money because we're, we're still spending it now more than ever on resources and vaccines and antibodies and masks and resources. You know what I mean? And hospitalizations and beds and ventilators. Knowing that. There needed to be something generating money. And I get it. It's ironic. We're sitting here on a wrestling podcast, the UFC and all that other shit. And that became the only thing that still had a clean way to generate. And I think, yes, it was strategically placed that way, whether it was because of Linda McMahon and her dealings with Donald Trump that we talked about last week, or if it was because of just the essential need in, in a weird way, it is, it is essential because it's essential to the economy, you know? And, uh, yeah. So it's scary because again, I'm in the epicenter. I'm in New York. We're, we're as hot as it can be. But also I, I, I keep an open mind to the fact that the media very rarely is ever going to, uh, report good news. And to me, the proof of that is that when the numbers were rising, there was constant round the clock news. The moment the numbers started falling, it all simmered back down to just the regular media bullshit. Like they're, they're, they're giving the same amount of news. 
as before. When we used to get off of here on Mondays, we used to go to check the news to see what we missed. And there'd be so much news. Like so much was reported. It was all bad. But so much was reported that it became like a, a, a nightly routine for me to just spend a few hours going through to make sure I had all the, I would handle it the way I handle the show. Even though the show's all fun and games for us, I try to come on here with accurate shit, you know, and I try, I kind of use that formula for the past few months for the news, you know, and I noticed that the moment numbers started dropping, I didn't hear the same thing that I was hearing when the numbers were rising. Like I always heard bad news, numbers are even worse, deaths are even worse, hospitalization, but I never heard from those same numbers. Good news, numbers are down. And when you did hear it, it was very brief. And they didn't show it too often. Like if you went on news on anything, like if you went on YouTube and just went into news and scroll down, you would have like 80 to 90 different outlets of CBS and NBC and ABC and CNN all telling you Bloomberg news and everything, all fucking telling you how bad it was. Now, if you go, you'll find maybe one out of 80 telling you how better it's doing. That's the nature of the beast when it comes to media. They're not going to tell you the good. So that doesn't mean that things aren't that bad. But however bad things are, they're always going to be really worse coming from the fucking media. You know, don't don't ever forget that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The new thing is those wasps now, Six Layer. I saw that shit yesterday. They have these (laughs) Asian wasps that are four times the size of regular wasps. That They kill about 50 people a year. They, they, They I think they showed up in Texas. And they can kill yep. like a an entire beehive within hours. They're huge. I saw what they look like. They, yeah. We've never had them in the before. They're, they're basically before. Japanese giant hornets. Yeah, they're giant hornets, and they they are. Yeah, that's exactly what they call them. And we've yep. never had them in this country before. Now we have them in Texas, and they can kill you. They do not sting like regular things. Again, they're huge. It looks like the palm of someone's hand was the size of a swath. I've seen video of like two clearing out a whole beehive. It's the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. There's a new thing, too. What's that? Even besides the wasp, they said that off the coast of San Francisco, they saw a giant lizard coming out of the water that blows radioactive fire. <laughs> you asshole. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> because that's the only thing that's left for this yeah. year. Well, that's oh. what you get for really wanting a realistic Fallout 76 game, motherfucker. We got they're, disease. They're, God's We've developing got it for you. Sex. We kaiju's. <laughs> oh, it's rough. It's definitely hard times. <laughs> yes, yes, Dusty. Oh, well, I, what I was gonna say as far as the economy and like places like Georgia, Texas, and some other places kind of reopening. I mean, it's real subtle what I'm about to say, but it kind of goes along with our, you know, the podcast or, you know, the show or whatever. But how crazy is it that these places that are opening are original territory days being Georgia, Texas, Oklahoma, places like that where wrestling thrived, you know? Yeah, that's true. Any type of sports thrived. We you know? we need we need something to stimulate yeah. the economy. And it's like people are looking at the triviality of it being sports, wrestling and, you know, fake fighting, whatever they're trying to call it. But again, playing devil's advocate and looking at it from another perspective, it's it is something that generates money. If you've ever played an MMO, any kind of an RPG, sometimes to make money, you have to do shit that has nothing to do with the big epic quest of fighting the great sorcerer at the end that's trying to destroy the fabric of reality. Here you are. Yeah. 
pulling out roots next to fucking pigs for an hour. But at the end of the day, the, the, the triviality of that task is to generate the money that you're going to need for the armor you're going to get and the sword you're going to buy to go kill that motherfucker. <laughs> you know, that's how I'm looking at the way that they're making these things essential business, which I don't think that they would ever make, be able to explain or justify or make people understand. So they don't. That's why we hear a lot of horseshit. But at the end of the day, the generating of money, they do need this money. And if there's the, the only safe way is to do this, unless you can think of something better, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I've noticed the consistent thing I seem to see is a lot of people who bitch about it are people who don't make actually make their own money. No. Like they don't understand what it's like when you have to fucking have your bills paid and have to make sure you can eat and fucking whoever's basement you're living in doesn't do this shit for you. Like And I think the next, you know, plan of attack should be people are like, Well, we should just wait till this is over. It, it, listen, this is never gonna be over. Now we have to figure out how do we live with this because it's never going to go away. Just like in the 1800s when the flu happened and it wiped out all the settlers and it wiped out everybody, you know, coming west. You know, the flu, it's the same thing. You just have to learn how to live with it. You build enough time to build your, your antibodies and your flu shots and all that. And then guess what? Then it's just something you get. Yeah. Well, this isn't going not. away. It's not like wearing masks and, I mean, it's going to help slow it down. I understand the social distancing, but it's never, it's not going to go away. Uh, it could be like the SARS was back in 2003, which was the first COVID, the first coronavirus. Yeah. Um, I, this, it, is, it, this is a little different. I don't is. think it'll ever go away. It's just going to be, at the end of the day, next, this time, two years from now, it's a stronger strand of the flu. No, this, trust me, uh, when I say, like, the symptoms to this no longer resemble, the more cases came in, the less it resembled the flu. Like, I think you would know. As much as people keep going, well, did I have it? You'd fucking know. When I'm hearing the actual symptoms, it's like, there's no way. That's not, the flu doesn't do those kind of things. You know? Like, you, you would literally, like, you'd feel like if someone was squeezing you. Like, you, you feel like you're wearing your corset. I honestly feel in November and December, I had this. Yeah, well, they said there were early cases, but you never know. I would, I would definitely be careful. I probably had it. breathe and i coughed for a month yeah i've heard a lot of people I mean, say that but if it isn't so, then, that's what we got antibody testing for though but yeah everybody just needs to chill out including facebook who's being dicks to us you know we're going to talk about whatever the hell we want i certainly didn't put this together to start being managed that way that would never happen um so did you guys see conan o'brien's feedback he do he i guess he does his show from his house now i guess yeah, I guess everybody does their show from South. I don't know why I'm singling him out, right? Like the whole fucking planet. That's the only way you could do shows. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I want you guys to see this. We'll talk about it after I drop this on the air. So many people are shining a light on uh, the businesses that have stayed open throughout this crisis. The essential businesses, the essential services that different states have said must continue. Uh, here's kind of a controversial one. Florida decided a while ago that wrestling was an essential service. Yes, essential. And so it has continued. The WWE has continued throughout this crisis, and we thought someone should tip their cap to the good folks at the WWE. Take a look. Day after day, we're watching heroes risk their health and safety to keep the rest of us going strong. Doctors, nurses, grocery workers, delivery people, and professional wrestlers. 
Those selfless gladiators who elbow smash, cross chop, and clothesline each other day after day for our amusement. Frontline heroes like Mojo Rawley, Roman Reigns, Natalia, and Sasha Banks. Choking each other out so the rest of us can breathe a little easier. Thank you for your service, WWE. And thank you, Florida. Once again, you've outflored it yourself. See, now they're going to get heat from my general Roman. <laughs> that was the first thing I saw. The second I saw him, I was like, oh, heat. I mean, you can. I can go through and nitpick what's essential and what's. Is, is a liquor store essential? They're open. Well, they're yeah, hey, somebody, big, some, some people know how to raise their kids. So I mean, they're behind a big glass. <laughs> so, it's like. It's not like anyone it's can just shoot a them. It's easy pot shot to take. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, of course it is. Of course it is. I'm seeing both sides of this. That's where, that's the reason why we've always uh, been down the middle. If you're if you're going out and you're not supposed to, you know who you are. And if you're going out and you have no choice, you know who you are. So it's that simple. It's fucking common sense. Jesus. For instance, today, um, I mean, I gave myself a haircut, man. Just buzzed it. Why not? You know, there's no salons or haircut, you know, barbershops around. So, I mean, when 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 you start to put your uh, material items before your your necessities, you have to look. You have to look at the big picture, basically, of what you need and what you don't need. Yeah. Well, the big picture for me is I haven't cut my hair in decades, but I can imagine many people not wanting to rock those kind of looks. <laughs> I noticed we're starting to see even Triple H look like he could use some sort of a upkeep last time we saw him. He was a little bit grizzly. Nah, I found it, guys. <laughs> yeah. I got my hair cut a couple weeks ago. I mean, he does it with that nobody else is in the shop. Look at that shit. You had, to get, yeah. you, you had to get your fucking hair cut the way that uh, Tom Cruise got his fucking eyes changed in Minority Report. Hell no. <laughs> You were done, and the guy was like, and don't scratch. Never scratch. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. Rick, I'm going to have to watch that movie tomorrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> this motherfucker had a black market haircut. <laughs> he had to go in the dark web to find the person. Oh, God. That's the world we live in. You got to get these fucking underground haircuts. He makes sure nobody. He closed the curtains and shit. You know, he, mm-hmm. he, he, he flipped but, the blinds shut. Yeah, well, I, I'm serious. Because it's a friend of my, his wife and my wife work together, and he does haircuts. And so I got mine done a couple weeks ago. So my friend made an appointment because, like I said, he does it. Hey, he only gets like four or five a day, you know. Spaces them out, cleans the shop, wipes everything down, which should be fine, <laughs> you know. Some lady ratted him out. He's got a twenty five hundred dollar fine now, and yeah. he had a shutdown. Well, you know what? Come on. So, uh, hmm. I mean, a fucking haircut is not essential, I hate to say. There was a, there was a girl that I know that, uh, had somebody come over her house because, uh, she had her nails stylistically done and one of them broke and she needed this person to rush over. And everyone thought it was an emergency because she was talking about how this bad thing happened. She needs somebody to rush over to help her. So people are thinking plumbing leak, gas leak, 
murderer in the house. <laughs> I'm not going to disclose too much because I don't want to give away any identity. But so this person, it was to fix a fucking nail. And if and I, if the person was lizard size, would have flushed them down the toilet. That being said, I can't condone uh, haircuts being an emergency if nails aren't. You know what I mean? It's all cosmetic. Like, none of that shit is that important right now. Like, if you have a head that needs another human being to manage it on that regular of a basis, because it's not like we've been in this pandemic that long, then you need to change some shit about the way your head works. Like, nobody should be wolfing out by now, you know, looking like fucking the caveman coming out of the vault. <laughs> like People people are suddenly just acting like we haven't had these things in so long. It hasn't been that long. Two months is pretty long. You know? This is like, this is like from Half-Baked. You know, remember Kenny? When, when he's behind bars and, and like, they should ask him, how long do you think you could hang out? How long do you think you'd be okay in there? I don't know, five, six thirty. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just like, wait a minute, like already people are losing their shit over stuff like haircuts. You know, like it's too soon to need a fucking haircut right now. The and at, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if some people are rocking a bruiser Brody. You know, Jesus. Yeah. We're all going to look the same. We're going to look like at the end of Logan's run when he comes to the surface and everyone's touching his face like, oh, remember that shit? Uh, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> oh, shit. Everybody's going everybody to come out looking like Rick when you fucking bit Joe's neck. <laughs> Motherfuckers going to be so confined. They start snapping, biting each other, ripping each other, throws out and shit. You know, I'm more worried about like food and shit like that than I am about like haircut that's what i mean like when you when you open the door a haircut might seem semi-essential but when you open the door for a haircut for you you open the door for nails for a chick you open the door for a fucking bikini wax which who doesn't like yeah. a good bikini wax but i don't like death so <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard toss-up like damn you know <laughs> bikini wax or death it's like i could have the risk of death and a good bikini wax or there's the dillette razor over there maybe we could even make a game out of it or something but oh my god, I'm just trying but not to is, die. <laughs> but isn't that my choice? Oh, uh, and that's the that's the dilemma here. It it becomes your choice, but then the people who you infect, it doesn't become their choice. You kind of take away the free will of others. That's what makes it hard. That's the that's the moral dilemma here. That is the paradox. That it is your choice whether you take the risk or not. But the way this fucking thing operates, it doesn't allow you to give the people you come in contact with the same choice. So then. In theory, if you get sick, you could go, well, I took the risk and I knew what I was doing. But then like the little kid next door or the old woman down the street didn't. She played careful and still got fucked over. That That's sort of the the way that you look at it. Or imagine you being that person or someone who you know. Like imagine my girlfriend or your friends or someone who you know, someone in your family is playing their cards right, dot, fucking dotting their eyes, crossing their teeth throughout this whole thing. And somebody that wanted to go to fucking Toys R Us for the latest fucking Funko Pop brought that shit back to your neighborhood, and now and now you're and now they're dead. You know what I mean? There's no there's no redos of that kind of stuff, and that's sort of what makes it scary. I'm not trying to paranoid, but I hate that I have to bring it up that way because in most cases it it will be okay if you're just semi careful. But that's the moral dilemma. It's not really about whether or not you care that you're going to catch it and you're willing to take the risk, but the way that it spreads 
it takes the risk. Like a lot of the people that are going didn't take the risk. They didn't get to choose. So uh, that's what makes it complicated. And I get it. I trust me. I get both sides because, but, but and, I, and I've told people this before, who the fuck wants to wear that on their soul? Because it's not like it goes away with death. And I'm getting morbid again here, but you know, do you want to wear somebody else's inadvertent death on your fucking soul for all of eternity? If you do, then hey, let's get that fucking arena packed for Raw next week. <laughs> so, again, it's just crazy. I, I think, I, I think caution, again, that was the, that was the devil's advocate, but I think caution is the middle ground here, like we talked about before, where it's kind of like you got to really objectively decide what's essential. You know, and uh, unfortunately, even things that seem like it sometimes are not. And that's the that's the those little differences are going to be what makes it go away quicker. Those little things like not getting your nails done, not getting a haircut or a bikini wax, you know, not going to a funeral like they did that in New York. There was a big Jewish funeral where it was like, that's crazy. They did, yep. you know, like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, um. Those things, those things that you know for a fact you won't affect anything if you don't do them, that's really where the change comes. You know, we got WWE on one hand who they're doing their best to stay open. On the other hand, Ring of Honor, they've canceled essentially everything. Best in the world is completely canceled. It's not postponed. It's not empty arena. They canceled that, including all of their live events. The June 5th at the Gillies Dallas uh, place, the uh, June 6th at the Aztec Theater, the June 19th at the UMBC Event Center. And they're not going to be back for a very long time, which to be completely honest with you, sounds to me like they're not coming back. It sounds to me like Ring of Honor is gone because when I hear about PW Insider and what they they had an interview with uh, the COO, Joe Koff, he basically said uh, that they were hoping for July and that the but at that point, the Ring of Honor talent aren't too anxious to hold shows for 25 percent capacity, you know. And he said he's not sure what the right route is or what the wrong route is. And he says he has to think about what's the ultimate product that they're delivering to the experience of the fans and that they'll be producing content. Uh, but it may just not look like it used to with the sense of the crowd. There's not going to be any crowds for a while. But then he says, uh, 25% capacity, capacity crowd will be better than zero, but you would really need top technology, you know, and, uh, no one really on the Ring of Honor roster seems too interested in doing that. And he basically, they asked him if he was going to start to release stars. And he said, contracts are going to run out during the period of time because they're aiming for June, July, if they come back within a year. And he said, so he can't really answer that. But he says that uh, they haven't had a ton of conversations about that. He said that they're in business. They're going to remain in business. They're going to operate like they'll still still be in business. And that that's pretty much all they can do. But they're not going to be operating minimalistically. Like when he's talking about content and shit, he means like, I guess from their library, they're going to still have programming, but they're, they're pretty much done as far as making new shit for the time being, you know? So some people are taking that route where it's just too serious for them to even think about the ramifications that that's going to have because the long-term ones on ring of honor, who wasn't even in a good place to begin with, whether they admit it or not, that could be the fucking tipping point, you know? No one's looking good in this right now. So if Ring of Honor, if put it this way, WWE's not looking good right now. So imagine how they're doing. When we were talking about them before this, they were saying, you, you mentioned it to me, Squires, according to the recent SEC filings, uh, Kevin Dunn sold over a million shares on 420 because he went to go buy a fat bag. <laughs> so, on four, so on 420, he sold a million shares. He wanted to fix his teeth. 
33,000 shares at $45.36 each. He made $1,496,000. He still owns $125,000 in shares. Now, we're also hearing that another executive here, who is this? The vice president of operations, Bradley Blum, then sold 16,000 shares for $45.32 each, making $741,000, only about $300,000 shy of a million. So all of a sudden, I'm just saying, there's a lot of executives in WWE that are selling a whole bunch of their stock, which looks a little bit weird. I'm not a stock, big stock person. Yes, I did work at the stock exchange and the Merck exchange, but I'm not big enough to tell you what the fuck happened there. I can just say it looks suspicious. But what I can tell you is that they got sued four days later by stock shareholders, a couple of them. And it was in regards to Saudi Arabia and uh, apparently Vince McMahon's name in this, Stephanie Triple H, Frank Riddick 3, George Barrios. And uh, it says that uh, their business in Saudi Arabia led to a downtrend in financial outcome. It says that the company... Companies, most senior executives and directors took advantage of WWE's inflated stock price to sell millions of dollars worth of their own shares during the time period, which is kind of what sounds like happened. <laughs> and they said that the sale took place before the company's first quarter report was set. So they knew that there were going to be problems. So essentially, these people saw that they were going to have that first quarter conference call and thought, man, when they hear about the shit we've been going through with Saudi Arabia. Our stock's going to drop. So let's unload a lot of this before that happens. So that's what they're being sued for back then. But what's interesting is that now you're hearing more executives like Mr. Kevin Dunn himself getting rid of stock. And you got to wonder, they must see that there's something else not going right currently that's going to make that stock want to drop. You know, it's not like Kevin Dunn's going to go buy a new boat right now. Right. And I guess what stopped, I guess there was issues with, uh, because of that whole shit they went through in Saudi somehow messed with their stock, you know, so. And they didn't disclose to their investors uh, that there were tensions between them and Saudi Arabia, which was another reason why they're being sued right now. Their stock dropped to from 100 per share to 40 by the time we hit the beginning of February, which was 60% decline in their stock. So, uh. But the problem that, which is essentially what the lawsuit's about, is that just before that happens, all of the executives sold their shit off for a lot more money than that, leaving everybody else to drop with the stock. Yeah, so there's another lawsuit. See, once this fucking company stopped being privately owned and became publicly traded, they opened up a can of worms, you know? Exactly. I think that's where the turning point came. Not leaving the Attitude Era, because everyone always complains. I mean, I, I freaking live the Attitude Era, and you always hear people go, oh, the Attitude Era is gone. It's like, man, I went through that transition, and that's really not what did it. How can people objectively say that shit? Like, Because they're attitude marks. Like, most of, most of Kurt Angle and people like that, most of their greatest stuff happened way after the Attitude. If you like a, look at the Kurt Angle, like Brock Lesnar, Eddie Guerrero stuff, even JBL shit, yeah. all that shit was way after the, like, like really, like, it, you're going to discredit all of that? Like, that stuff was still worked. As a matter of fact, and people don't like to admit it, but the wrestling was better there. It's like, go back and look at the Attitude Era stuff. It's yeah. not that fucking you, good. With, with the Attitude Era, you never hear about the quality of the matches. You always hear about the moments. The reason being, because the quality of the matches sucked. 
they weren't that good. It was the gimmicks. They were completely gimmick driven back then, which was, it was still a great era and you had your good matches here and there. But the eras beyond that were still okay. It, it seems to me once they became publicly traded, that's just when everything started to change. So, and, uh, Meltzer was saying, well, actually Alvarez was saying that, uh, they were talking in the investor calls, which we talked about on here, about the possibility of them selling. We were hearing Disney possibly buying them. We've talked about it months before that shit was on the dirt sheets, when we said it looked like Disney or Fox or someone was, was swooping in to buy them. But um, according to him, he was saying he wouldn't be surprised if in the next five or ten years it gets sold. But uh, no one's going to be acquiring anything in the next three months in the middle of this crisis. Because apparently Dutch Mantel came forward and said that... Uh, he was, he heard the company was going to be sold and then everyone went crazy with the story. But then he went, he reneged on it. He kind of went, but I don't believe it. So it's kind of like Dutch Mantel of all people. And like they said on here, you probably aren't going to hear from Dutch Mantel when this one fucking company is going to be sold. That doesn't mean it's not in the works, but right now it would just be a big surprise for something like that to happen. They're going through like a lot of changes, you know, they want this whole thing to be clear. They want everyone to be back. There's still a lot of tensions between people. Look at the situation with Sami Zayn, where he he decided he's one of the few people who said, I'm not going out during this. He just didn't show up. He was booked to be at SmackDown. But they, you know, they told everyone, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to. And Sami Zayn was one of the few people who took them up on that offer. That's why you haven't seen much of him. But I find it coincidental that right after I heard about Sami Zayn not wanting nothing to do with this pandemic, I, for the past few weeks, I've been hearing, and we haven't had time to cover it, but for the past few weeks, I've been hearing suddenly Sami Zayn is very difficult to deal with in the locker room and backstage and has heat. It was like literally like a like a day or two after I heard that he was one of the people who said, okay, I'll take you up and then off. I'm going to stay safe. I'm hearing all this heat. Like they say he's really difficult. I've, I've never really heard that before. Now I hear it all the time in, in the short period of the last couple of weeks. Where it sounds to me like it's going to be one of those locker room punishment things where as much as they tell you, you're not going to get any shit for not being there. You're gonna get shit because how is he getting all the heat? Not really I mean, around that much. It's it's kind of funny that really they become world wrestling GameStop because it's the same logic. Oh, you can stay home, but we're getting shit on you. Yeah, so Sami Zayn he 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 went through that. You know, they said that uh, his quote is saying that he's a lot to handle on the verge of being terrible. Like really? And it only came up during this point. You know, Roman Reigns is another person who are, like I said earlier, we were gonna talk about that Roman Reigns apparently. They're going out of their way. And that's the reason why I find it funny when they do that, because it becomes obvious. They're going out of their way to distance themselves from him. Even if they're saying that there's no problems there and there's no heat and they're just waiting for shit to go back to normal, it becomes obvious that it's a lie. They did that Make-A-Wish video and somehow Roman Reigns wasn't in it. Like, I mean, is, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you even saw it tonight with uh, the number one money in the bank moment of all time. Something missing there. Yeah. Yeah, no, they, they, I'm telling you. Because Brock didn't get stopped, stomped once. Roman got stomped before Brock did. Yeah, but I'm telling you, that's where they are right In now. fact, actually, Roman, yeah, Roman got pinned. So, yes, yeah, like, they, like, they can't, they, they don't understand that when you do something like that. Yeah, like ringside news. You don't, you don't get to pull, like, the whole, oh, there's no heat. Like, you know, you, yeah, of course, fucking heat. Ringside news got an exclusive where they found out that Roman Reigns, uh, they, the, he, he's been, they've been told that the conversations go backstage as well where his name is not coming up in meetings. Pritchard doesn't mention him. Ed Kosky doesn't mention him. Uh, you know, there's the, the speculation about tension between him and Vince. Yeah, because he gives more of a shit about his health than this fucking company. Yeah, but that's what we've been talking about all night. You know what I mean? That decision, that choice is dividing people into different statuses here. Yeah. You know, even the wrestler that, uh, remember, there was a thing about it where people were saying maybe Roman left 
when he found out that somebody had it, which remember there was rumor that the Miz wasn't feeling well, which I'm guessing was just a rumor because it turned out, at least according to Alvarez, that um, whoever contracted it, it had nothing to do with WWE or, or WWE's tapings. And it happened outside of WWE and they were somewhere away from WWE when they got it. They never showed up at WWE TV when they found out they got it. So, uh, and they're doing better now. So as much as people said, well, when he found out about the Miz, there were all those rumors and shit. It, it couldn't have been that if they're saying it wasn't anyone that was near, which explains how someone got it and no one else got sick and they were able to continue operations. Yeah, the funny thing about it is, we just say it's almost like a divide. Like with WWE, I don't even consider it a divide because it's just like on one side, it's okay. I'm going to, I've already had a pre existing condition that really fucked me up. And then it's just like, oh, but you didn't show up to carry Goldberg through a match, so we're not going to mention you. At least in every other case, you can put some kind of logic on both sides. You can put zero logic in this case with Roman. It literally just yeah. sounds like he didn't show up to carry their fucking senior citizen to a match, or now they're pissed. Well, and, and you're on and one side. He could have been a bit jerk about it. You don't know that. We don't know that either. Well, we know his his wife's pregnant with twins now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll enter them. This guy's like, once your what's your employee? Or employer starts uh, deciding on your own decision decisions, then there's like a huge problem. Yeah, absolutely. I like, 100% yeah. agree uh, with that. So, but, um, agree more. I'm going to go and get out of here. So have right, a good sure. night, though. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for hanging out, dude. All right. Bye. Later, bro. Yeah, yeah he, he, he couldn't be more correct. Like, would they give you the option and then punish you for taking? Wow, we had to face somebody else for the minutes as we did that. Holy yeah, shit! Right. <laughs> but like, when you are given that option and then they punish you for taking the option, like it's so ass backwards. It's like, why would you even give you the fucking option then? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the way every place works, though. You know, it's unfortunate, but yeah, I agree with what Shane was saying on the end there. Like, not even just your boss. Don't live to work. Especially now. I think someone, everyone should learn their fucking lesson. If not before, learn now. Don't live to work, man. No, and you early. Yeah. Curtis Axe is not going to have to worry about that because WWE fired him since we last spoke. <laughs> Good old Mr. Perfect Jr. Dang, man. Got to well. hold his daddy's title, then they fired him. <laughs> there should be some sort of a four horsemen in uh, AEW where Cody and him and some other people do some sort of like a four oh. horsemen style stable. There you go. Put Sean Spears in there with Tully. Yes. That's still my favorite. I mean, aside from the obvious stuff like Omega and the Bucks, like Sean Spears and Tully is still my favorite new thing that's come out of AEW having like the weekly shows. Because a lot of that shit we already had from All In and from Ring of Honor and stuff that they're running with. And I know a lot of people like the Lucha, not the Lucha, the the fucking, uh, yeah. Death death, death Triangle. No, the Jungle, the Jungle guys. Oh, yeah. Jurassic Express. Right. Which fucking Brandy called them Jungle Express once, which was great. But um, for me personally, oh I Jurassic think best, Express, God damn it, Brandy. Yeah. The, the the to me the best thing is the is the freaking Sean Spears Tully stuff. And it's really partially because we see what he could have been in the other place. Yeah, and for me, it's and, I always and, saw that, you know. And, and what's so amazing about it is at that point, anytime somebody ever tries to tell you every reason under the book WWE is better, just tell them about Sean Spears. Because it's like, that's what they could have had, and they did fuck all with it. The only other person they had getting a reaction at the time in NXT as big as Sean Spears was Nakamura. Yeah, and that's only because everybody in their third cousin knew who he was. 
Yeah. But Curtis Axel's now gone. So he'll pop up somewhere else, I'm sure. He was a good person as far as wrestling goes. Yeah, he was really good. I enjoyed when he went on Paul Heyman beside him. According to a Fightful, Cain Velasquez also got released. Oh, no. His his contract was all the way until fall of 2022. But instead, that was ended. I'm guessing that it's because he probably costed a lot of money. Yeah. And they were just like, we're not going to spend all this money on a part-timer right now. Especially when <laughs> it's boring. I'll say, ask him how much fucking Goldberg and Tyson Fury got fucking paid. <laughs> they were one-offs. They didn't have a contract. Like, Velasquez yeah. was going to be there. He, he knew they were going to bring that fucker back. <laughs> According to Melissa, he says that uh, they they wanted uh, Brock Lesnar to get his win and to have a celebrity for Saudi Arabia. And then after that, he was going to be in the Royal Rumble. And then they decided against it. And uh, he worked the show from Mexico. And uh, he wasn't down in Orlando training. And he needed surgery. So, because remember, he was planning on doing some stem cell thing. So, yeah, I guess it just didn't work out there. Gerald Briscoe was also released. He uh, he was actually furloughed, which I guess we're making a big difference between fired and furloughed. Yeah, furloughed basically means that everything rolls over, they're going to bring you back. Maybe, but they could do that whenever the fuck they want, or they could not do it, which is the same as being yeah. released. You know, yeah. It's a nicer way of being released. You're not there anymore working, and you're not sure when or if you're coming back. What's the difference between between that and being released? Can I come back to work, Mr. McMahon? He wrote that a writer made a mistake and that he's not been let go. He's been placed on furlough and he doesn't know who leaked the wrong news. How careless of them. And that he hopes to get back to helping young folks find their dream. If not, it's been a heck of a run. But that's what I'm saying. You don't know for sure. It's the same as being fucking fired, man. It's the same yeah. shit. It's a nice way. Of Basically, like, 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 let, let, let's be real. Like, we're, we're not even going to try to bullshit around. They got fucking fired. Like, <laughs> This furloughed nose, like motherfucker, y'all got fired. He was a wrestling I mean, scout, Chris apparently. Yeah, he was an amateur yeah, wrestling scout. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. Um, as an amateur wrestling scout, there's no longer uh any amateur wrestling going on right now. You know, he would go to college wrestling tournaments and scout talent and shit. None of that's happening right now. So there's literally no job function for him. And uh, so. That's the reason why Gerald Briscoe. You know, uh, during the Montreal school tr- screw job, that Briscoe took Michaels to a hotel room the night before to show him how to legit defend himself in case Brett turned on him. <laughs> he shot him how to. Yeah, he showed him. All right, this is what you do to hook him and hold him down and defend yourself if somebody tries to. You know, if, if Brett's gonna do something crazy after we do what we do sean is such a fool he's lucky that he's okay because the craziest thing that brett could have done was not release the sharpshooter and then what the fuck would all that self-defense have done right what would have happened if he wouldn't have been able to scamper away like that in that moment of rage being in the sharpshooter would brett the fucking hitman heart (laughs) jesus you know i can't even believe they convinced him into that did he was he just unaware of the, the the danger yeah i guess back in the day he was one bad dude. Like the guys, even how old he was, they all respected Gerald Briscoe. Like he would like legit jack people up. Yeah, I've heard about that. As a as an old man, yeah. I guess his thing was if I want to hook you, I can hook you. 
Yeah. That's what I tell people. <laughs> like Kurt Angle, like how he could like legit tie people up and like he could do the same thing. Not bad, not bad. All right, well, I think we're gonna have to uh we're gonna have to do the poll in a few minutes. So I'm gonna just talk about I don't know, has anything relevant happened in the weeklies? Um, I mean Oh, oh, no. oh, I just thought so. AEW Dynamite. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> the Cody Is Rhodes it... versus Darby Allen match, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I love this. I couldn't even pay attention to the match. I was laughing so hard. And I love how accepted it oh, was by yes. everyone else. So Brandy inadvertently gets taken out by Darby. Like he's running around at ringside. They're doing the whole two wrestlers running and he's running at Cody. Cody sidesteps. He winds up colliding with Brandy. Um, so later on in the match, there's a bunch of stuff happening. Later on in the match, Brandy comes limping back out. She's still selling that bump because she got carried away. She essentially gets stretched out or carried out, whatever. She's gone from the match. She comes limping back out with a bottled water for Cody. And she's desperately limp. You see her selling the shit, dragging it. It would look like, like it's fucking, like she got shot and she's dragging it. It's the weirdest thing I've seen in a wrestling angle in a long time. She fucking limped back out there to make sure that this man was hydrated. Like talk about ride or die. Like I'm wondering what she was out. There. I'm thinking she's going to cheat some way. She's going to do something. She just went out there to bring him this fucking bottled water. And she's like, here, I got to get Cody to water. And, uh, he takes it desperately too. Like he's selling it too. And he drinks it like, Oh, thank God I got this water. But it was just so strange to me that you just took a bump. Your wife just took a bump and she had to bring you this. You know what? Most people don't even get a drink, a mid match drink. And it was like an emergency to bring this guy his Poland spring. <laughs> it was just so fucking weird. You know, it's like they couldn't have thought of a better. Re- if she needs to come back out there, you know what I mean? Like if she needs to come back out there selling like that, they couldn't think of a better. Did my eyes deceive me, Dustin? Did I miss something about the reason she was out there? Nope. Because I was one. like, wait a minute. She fucking practically crawled out here and she's reaching up to the apron. Give your water. <laughs> what the fuck? Could you imagine when she tells them dinner's ready? <laughs> yeah, oh, right? God. The beans are on. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, man. Like, with, like the way she fucking limped out there. I was so curious of what she was going to do. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, man, that is the kind of woman you want in your corner. She came back from an injury, dragging her injured body to bring you a bottled water so you could have a sip. And he did, too. He leaned out through the ropes. And, you know, you think a babyface character would be like, Brandy, no, what are you doing? That's nonsense. I don't need that water. But nope, it was like, Brandy, no, but I'll take some. Instead of a ride or die chick, he was a water or die chick. Yeah, right. That is some hardcore water. Okay, I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. Water, Water or die chick. I think it's already minority in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh god! But I think it's talking about the match. What I liked about uh, the finish of it, which was basically uh, Darby goes for the coffin drop after Cody attempts one of his own. But I guess Cody rolled and got got Darby up onto his shoulders and got the pin. It showed, at least from where I saw it, a minor flaw in the coffin drop. And the fact that Darby has to hit the angle perfect because he hit more lower back this time and he wound up rolling Cody over. A minor flaw in the coffin drop. You throw your fucking back and you jump backwards across the sky. I mean, let, let's be real. We, 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 can't, we, we, we can't pretend like Darby gives two idols of a fuck about his safety. This motherfucker rolls backwards across the sky from the top rope and, 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 and Cody rolls him into a crucifix and Destin's like, you know, there's a vulnerability in that move. 
can you imagine, can you imagine destiny the insurance that you're hey you know the the car crash the bad thing about the car crash the head-on car crash is <laughs> <laughs> you died <laughs> couldn't just let me have that one could you couldn't just let me have that one no, no. vulnerability he's jumping backwards you could backstab him you could super kick him into the back of the head you could fucking there's all kinds of shit you could I mean, you're big enough you could grab him into like a torture rack and turn him into a burning <laughs> hammer i mean you, you i'm know? saying in the sense because every time we see him do that move it's always been upper back that's the one time i saw him laying lower back Shit, I MMA, was playing annual damn it in mma they tell you never give up your back imagine a motherfucker giving up his back from the sky <laughs> you know and hoping that it works out of course Cody oh, fucking shit. I'm glad it worked out that way it made more sense than the yeah. water and also good shit, that, with, yeah, it was, good shit with Jericho mentioning how Cody beat Austin Watson when they were both amateur wrestlers Austin Creed aka ha 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 smart nice we'll get a random ass cease and desist if they can even afford to send those things out the bubbly bunch Oh my fucking god! <laughs> you know what, dude? I don't know why I didn't have this on our Tron, but I'm gonna look real quick. It was the f- it. The sad part about it is, and I gotta jump in with this part. This shit gets funnier every week, and it's getting scary because I'm scared to see what they do again on Wednesday. <laughs> Did I find it here? I think I found it. Yeah, I'm gonna oh, cue this. Fuck up. I can't even describe to you guys. I thought I was. An a- I was like, I'm tripping on acid. Like Jericho, Jericho, and it's weird. It's so hard to for them to be heels for Jericho stable. Yo, because it's... they're so likable. But it's just like it's almost more over the top than being the elite now. When with their little bubbly bun show, which it was definitely heavily being the elite inspired. And it's so funny because it's like you could tell. I I want to be in the room when they come up with this shit. Yeah, I wasn't sure exactly what happened here. Just give me a minute. I'm getting it cued because I didn't have this one planned. But when I got to it and I realized we were going to talk about this, I was like, you know, no better way. It's not long. So I'll play for you guys here and I'll link in the chat room in a little bit. Here we go. You know, there's a lot of contention uh, online. Uh, Word on the street is that people actually think that Sammy beat me in the Flim Flam Challenge last week. Oh, and if anybody online, anybody in the media wants to go and say that I didn't have the best flim flam last week. Well, I have a message for everybody and it goes like this. Suck my big bottle of sanitizer, baby. Hey, hey, Sammy, 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 Sammy. Listen, all due respect, but Chris definitely won last week. I don't know, Papi, I don't know. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on this one. Let's just agree to disagree, okay? It doesn't make a difference. We need to stay sharp during this lockdown. We need to stay strong. And since nobody in the AEW can kick, kick your asses anyways, why don't we fight each other? Let's have a good old-fashioned Manitoba melee, huh? What do you say, huh? Oof. I like it. This is going to hurt, but it's going to make the inner circle stronger than ever. Hell yeah. Guys, can, can I start the fight? You know you didn't win the Finn Flam. You know what? How about this? Oh! They're all beating each other up through the phones. Yep. Now. <laughs> the selling is amazing. Now they're putting people this who weren't even part of the, the show. They put the, uh, they put the librarian, even though he wasn't even part of the show, Peter Avalon. Look at that. Jungle Boy gets hit. He hits back. Sunny Kiss gets hit. 
What's his name? The uh, fucking Jericho's dad. Jericho's dad. Lou Ferrano. Be fucking Jay and Silent Jay and Bob. Silent Bob. <laughs> I pop. Fluffy, oh. Fluffy sells too. <laughs> How many people are in this shit, right? <laughs> Corn swaggle. I don't even know. Virgil, yes, you couldn't do this without having fucking <laughs> Vicky. Oh, this was amazing. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Stop! Stop! Because that was awesome. That was one of the best Manitoba melees I've ever been a part of. Long live the inner circle. See you guys later. Was that Lou Ferrigno? With a taser? <laughs> That's a phrase you never thought you'd hear in 2020. Was that Lou Ferrigno with a taser? Dude, uh, they are the modern day kidney force. Right? Like, you can't, yeah, you're, you're supposed to hate them, but you love them. I think last week was my favorite, though. Oh, last week was uh, the Flim Flam show. Oh, my the God. The Flim Flams. I was in tears. That was funny. <laughs> and it's frightening because every episode is funnier than the last. They've only done three. They've. I can't believe they've made me like Jack Hager. Like I like his character on this. Right. Like he's it. funny. Where the fuck was this? Yeah. Right. But yeah. That so far, say, Oof. Two weeks in a row. The bubbly bunch is my favorite thing that happens in AEW. It's amazing what you can do with actual freedom and actual into comedy. Yeah. But uh, also, Shivani needs to. Uh, I, I like Tony Shivani, but he needs to do some of his homework I, during the the Cody versus Darby match. Uh, He's calling, like, Shivani's calling Cody's disaster kick a step up in Sagiri. And then Jericho says, beautiful disaster kick. And Shivani's like, beautiful disaster kick. I like it. It's like, oh, mm. uh, yeah. Man, it's I okay, like it. but fucking think so. It's been that I, for I, years. I like it, too. <laughs> We've always liked it. I like it when he still had the mask. And we're calling it goes back to fucking like, dashing Cody Rhodes. Jesus. Anyway, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't really think anything else stood out to me as far as AEW. I mean, Britt Baker, she had one of those lesson segments and they brought in Reba from, uh, well, Rebel. Yeah, but Rebel. She, calls, she calls her Reba because that's how relevant of, a, of an assist. She's like a dental assistant now. So that's how they're going to bring her into the storyline here. Uh, Moxley had a promo out in the mountains. You know how, how he, his promos go where he, uh, oh, yeah. Very aggressive promo that ends with, don't forget to call your grandmother. I love how aggressive he was, but don't forget to call your grandmother. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Okay, she had. Yeah, and that was pretty much it. Aside from that, you had your main event, Dustin Rose, Lance Archer. They did the whole throw in the towel thing where QT Marshall coming, with Cody trying to stop it, and then, you know, um, and he they stop him from stopping it, and then he still winds up losing. Like, Dustin winds up losing. Yeah. Tight, tight rope moonsault onto Dustin Rose looked really good from uh, Lance Archer. I like him. I like Lance Archer. He's, he looks good out there. Yeah, this was the first, like, real, like, fight he had since he's been here. Yeah. Um, 
anything stood out with NXT. I think that the one thing that stood out with me with NXT was the Make-A-Wish logo ominously underneath the NXT logo, like on the Tron. Like, is this part of them showing that they're essential? Like, look, Make-A-Wish, remember? Uh, with the Make-A-Wish yeah. people? Because I never noticed, they've never had before, like, the NXT logo with Make-A-Wish underneath. I noticed even on Raw and SmackDown, it was like Raw and then underneath Make-A-Wish. Like, right on the yeah. same logo? Yeah, which, I mean, speaking of Make-A-Wish, it's kind of cool that you are even seeing the still granting wishes. Yeah, yeah, good for him. Like, for him. like, like, fucking COVID has not stopped that man. So I mean, hey, props yeah. to Cena. Yeah, he's a great fucking guy. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> like Cena always gets props for that. Um, we, your boy, he, he hold that Phantasma. He had what is this? His first or second match against Isaiah Swerve Scott here? Yeah, this was uh, his second uh, match. Yeah, I don't like the pace of that match. I don't know what I wanted, but I just thought that the chain wrestling would be more with guys like that. There wouldn't be so much selling on the mat. It was like spot rest, spot rest, spot rest. It felt like yeah. most of the performance, like, 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 like a performance like any other match. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it was just me, but it, it like lacked the pacing that you'd see in the indie style that I would expect from someone like Ejo, the Phantasma and even Swerve Scott. And, uh, also they just got Phantasma who's a pretty big name and he jobbed out to swerve who they haven't yeah. even been aggressively pushing. Like, I just don't like this. They, match. They, I don't, I'm like, they, 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 don't, they don't know who they're pushing. Anymore. Like the whole thing was like just D minus. I don't, I don't get what was going yeah. on. And then and they, I, mm-hmm. I think it's more because the way this tournament has set up, they just can't have Phantasma just running through everybody. Yeah, exactly. Because this tournament is more about your win-loss record than, like, who you beat. Right, but when you got a new guy like that, you protect him a little bit, you know? But yeah, they did that shit again. Yeah, they, really with, they, they did that shit again with a dark Mexican order trying to kidnap him, and then he says in Spanish, this is the second time, and it was like, okay, well, what, what, <laughs> is, what with this cartel trying to kidnap people off of NXT? I don't, I, I have no idea. Um, Fucking Keith Lee and Damian Breeze knocked out of the park again. Yeah, yeah, they had a good main event. It was what I was expecting. Uh, Candice, I like the fact that she has her new gimmick, the new ring attire, new music, nasty new finisher called the Wicked Stepsister, which is basically a curb stomp where she grabs the opponent's arms and drives their face into the mat with her foot. Um, yeah. de- definitely an aggressive change in comparison with Miss LeRae's Wild Ride, which was the swinging neck breaker off of the top rope. Uh, she looked good. She went over the ninja girl, right? That was Cassie, whatever. Casey. Yeah, Casey, Casey, Casazaro. Yeah, yeah, she looked good. But yeah, I'm liking Candace, the new heel turn, new finisher. Cool yeah. shit like that. Uh, Matt Riddle knocked it out of the park with that newly bro show. I didn't expect that I shit. Love, I, when, I, when he pulled that thing out, I laughed so and hard. Byron Saxon being the, uh, the fucking host and coming out, welcome to the newly bro show. And then the other guy, what was the other guy's name? Timothy Thatcher. Timothy he's, Thatcher. He's looking around like, what the fuck's going on? Like, what is this? Yo, you know? And then they, it, it for anyone didn't watch, it became like a dating show where couples see how, the, how well they know each other, but it's with, it's with fucking Matt Riddle and the, and the Timothy Thatcher I do, guy. And, I, uh, I just love how he started off with kicking his fucking flip flops off. That's the part I think that killed me. Yeah, and then they, some of it, it's a lot of tongue-in-cheek adult stuff here because they ask him, like, you know, what did he have for break, breakfast? And he doesn't remember, but Matt Riddle goes, I usually wake. The wife bakes. And he's like, what are we talking uh-huh. about again? And uh <laughs> they asked Thatcher, like, if he's ever had Netflix and chilled and because he doesn't own a TV. And he was like, he doesn't need Netflix to chill. And then Riddle's like, oh, that's a true stallion. In and out. You know what I mean? And then he looks at Byron and he's like, well, maybe Byron doesn't know what I mean. But you at home know what I mean. <laughs> it was just a lot of sexual innuendos and weed innuendos. It was pretty cool. It was it was such He's a so fun funny, and right? it's funny because normally these talk shows that they do, you know, like that whole formula, it, it doesn't really uh it doesn't always work. And this was one of those where it literally felt like a legit comedy talk show to the point where you lose yourself into it. 
to the point where I almost didn't expect the Imperium to beat the shit out of them the way they did when they showed up. So uh, kudos that's, that's, to them because they literally, real, like, they literally he, spoiled the fun and fucked these guys up. It was like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is a wrestling show. All the jokes aside, you know, these, you're, that's, you're one my, that's one of my favorite things about real. He fucks people up and he's funny. Yeah, good segment. I like that. I don't really oh. remember too much of it. Like you said, the main event with Keith Lee and uh and uh Damian Priest, right? Was Damian Priest? Yeah, yeah, yeah that the, was good. Uh, you know, North American Championship. Yeah, that was good. They need to stop running that shit though with the same three guys. Like as much as they're all yeah. good, like, they need to stop running that. The problem with that is, is it's like when you have guys like that, that only works so many times. You kind of you're taking some of the the spark out of it, having them go again and again and again. Because there's only so much they can do. Yeah, exactly. So and know, that's I, one of the problems in WWE. They see somebody pop or something, and then just go again and again and again. And it's like, no, the reason we pop is because it doesn't happen that often. Yeah, they 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 don't they don't milk it. Your your boy here, which again, I I've, I've hardly watched any of him because I don't uh I don't watch TNA or Impact or GFW, whatever the fuck they call themselves now. But they did a video thing after NXT went off the air for Scarlet and, and your Killer Cross guy here. We gave you fair warning. The reckoning is undeniable. You can't stop what is unstoppable. Next week, time's up. The clock stops on NXT. Fall and pray. Yeah. No. <laughs> this is what it felt like. That's all I needed was the fucking why. Like, yeah. So that was that was uh it as far as those shows went. Yeah. You know that was your Wednesday night war with AEW winning six hundred ninety three thousand views. Versus uh, NXT 637,000. So, yeah, that's pretty much the end of that run. They had a little bit of a lead there, and then now it's over. Yeah. Uh, SmackDown Sheamus fought, fought a guy called Leon Ruff, which instead of Leo Rush, we got Leon Ruff, and it looked just like him. It was just literally the same physique. It was a black guy with little short hair like that. And I know they did that on purpose. Come on, think about it. Leo Rush, Leon Ruff, and it's just some jobber that Sheamus kicks the shit out of. Because you know it was supposed to be funny if you didn't figure it out. Yeah. Uh, there was that angle where Mandy Rose got her leg injured and they showed the injury backstage, yet she was on Instagram posting videos and her legs look fine. So either the injury is a work or she had old videos that she uploaded to Instagram prior to the injury or they used makeup to make it look worse because it's weird how we know that SmackDown was taped, but in her recent photos, her leg is 100% fine. So maybe a worked injury there. Uh not much else Otis Otis winning uh, yeah to get to go to money in the bank instead of fucking Ziggler you know like we get Otis uh, winning his match which is cool they yeah did a, I'm, I'm tired of seeing Ziggler not win money in the bank yeah they did an Otis posting here which I'll check out Otis huge congratulations you've just qualified for the money in the bank ladder match what's your strategy going to be heading into that matchup well Renee I'm not too experienced with very big tall ladders but I am experienced and dozing people, ham and slam, getting the job done. And when it comes to the match, money in the bank, I climb that tall ladder and that contract's on top and I grab it. Me and Manny will be in business and we're going to take care of business because I'm coming. I bet you are. <laughs> I fucking bet you are. <laughs> 
this. He has the McMahon push too, from what I'm hearing. McMahon likes him. A oh lot. yeah, they they love him really. Good for him. He's gonna need it in this era. Oh yeah. And I was at SmackDown. Uh, went off the air with abysmal ratings. They're really getting their asses kicked. They were under two million viewers. Uh, they are ironically out of all the brands in the most danger right now. I don't know what happened or how it happened, but they're they're in the red and they're on Fox too. So something better get fixed there quick. I'm telling you, we're gonna be on here talking about some shit we've never talked about before. So it's it, it's almost like those Sheamus jobber matches are just not doing it. Yeah, you didn't like Leon Leon Ruff? Was it Leon? No, no. Yeah, I, I, I you remember his name quicker than I fucking did, man. <laughs> You know what the bad part is? More people wouldn't know Terry Hogan. Yeah, and we got this, uh, what is this, this mystery hacker person again? Yeah, he showed up again. This wasn't on the show, this is afterwards or something? I guess. Let me see what the fuck is That motherfucker logged in the Facebook. Y'all see that shit? Let the games begin. So yeah, the coordinates apparently are the performance center, which, like, as cool as they're trying to make that, like, you needed a computer to locate them. Really? You needed your little cerebro to figure out where they are? Where the fuck else would they be? There's no place else that they can be right now but the performance center. If there was ever a time you wouldn't need to go on Google, Google fucking maps and locate the wrestlers is now so that makes the hacker it ruins his credibility now because he's supposed to be this hacker that knows everything and knows how to locate everyone we know where they are without needing that sophisticated computer to be like oh look they're at the performance center that's where the fuck they always are see see, see, the problem is you give them credit enough to think they thought anywhere near that far they didn't have to think that far the guy literally is in the performance center exactly they didn't think that far he needed a computer to locate them because uh-huh. you know what? Because it looked cool. They're That's as the, far as they thought about it. They're at the performance center. Now I know where they are. Now I know where they be. And that's exactly what they were thinking. Yeah. Telling you, people keep telling you, people give this company way too much credit. They're not smart. Where's that Mandy Rose and Otis writer that they fired when we need her? And she was fucking smarter than that because he got she, that angle. Over. She would have fixed everything. Stacy says the guy that throws shit to the hacker. Oh, oh, could you imagine? Oh my god. Yeah. That's how he sneaks in under the gimmick. Oh, shit. But yeah, apparently the coordinates were with Performance Center. That's when he says, let the game begin. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so Raw last week did 1.817 million viewers. And uh, that was the lowest that they've done in history. You don't have, you don't have, Again. To, look, you don't have to look for a lower Raw because you found it last week. Isn't it like the third week in a row we've heard that now? Yeah, they're breaking records, man. Fuck. They're, they're breaking barriers. They're reaching for that brass ring. I'll tell you something right now. When they pull those fucking did you knows in the middle of the commercial break, I want to see that shit. Yeah, they always used to be so braggadocious, right? Where the fuck's that at? Did you know that we had more likes on a recent YouTube video than ESPN, <laughs> TNT, CBS, NBC, 98.2, 92. I can't wait for the one who's like, did you know we had lower ratings than the last episode of Firefly? Than anyone in history. We had lower ratings than anyone in history. Freddie got fingered rerun, did better fucking <laughs> rating than anyone fucking did right now. Daddy, would you like some sausage? That motherfucker. <laughs> Daddy, would you 
like some readings? Would you like some readings? <laughs> Why? Why'd you go to <laughs> Because it won a Razzie. <laughs> I needed something really fucking bad. Dude, that I, part, though, made me laugh. The fucking, when the, he fucks in and those sausages oh. all connected to the streets. Oh, God, that old cartoon reboot got better raised than the fucking... So, lowest in history. Oh, and once God. again, they open up with that fucking VIP lounge again. And, and that being said, it popped me. Asuka was singing along to everyone's theme songs. That was uh, so funny. She she sang uh, whose song did she sing the whole thing of like literally as they're coming down? She sang Naya's song. Like she's doing the whole you yeah. see her mouth. And I'm not like Mo's girl. And she's swaying back and forth. The girls all had a hard time holding it together while Asuka's going nuts out there and screaming in Japanese <laughs> and things. So I felt so fucking bad for everybody because Shayna was corpsing, and when it was time for her to talk. She literally had to take a minute. She did the Jimmy Fallon Saturday Night Live thing. She had to fucking take a minute and not talk or move so that she wouldn't laugh. And I gave her credit. I thought from I thought for the first time we were going to see someone just fucking lose it. You know, like it was going to look like a Game of Thrones or a Walking Dead outtake where someone just laughs and they have to redo. Because she, you could see, I saw the vein in her head, the little sweat beat. Like she was trying so fucking hard not to corpse with Asuka in the bat. And if you notice, even off camera, Asuka never stops moving or animated or being Japanese. Like she's just in constant fucking motion. So I could just tell that those girls were like, they were hanging on by a thread with fucking animated mobile Asuka over there. I, I swear to God, it's to the point where like Asuka's figured out how funny she is. So now it's like I feel like almost every week she tries to see who she can make laugh. She is so fucking funny, but you could see fucking Shayna trying to not not to cope. Even Naya, like Naya said, everyone's just trying not to laugh at at how funny <laughs> Asuka is. That's the and, best uh, part about. And then of course they both have that nose down, and then Naya winds up getting kicked by both of them. Like they're both nose to nose with each other, and then they have that realization. But oh, when we look to our left, though, look who's here. And Naya's like, "Well, what are you looking at me for?" And they do the thing where they both kick her. But when they kicked her, and she fell backwards over the table, I like that nice bassy dud sound effect as you see her fucking legs go backwards into the air. Because like if you weren't looking at the screen, your ears would have let you know that that was Naya's big ass falling over backwards. <laughs> it was like. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> like just that you could only get that sound from a big woman taking a kick and falling back like, where she went boomp, boomp. Oh. <laughs> it's just so fucking funny to me like, like the I, 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 it took me a minute to realize why she didn't say anything right away and i was like oh she's trying not to laugh <laughs> i felt like everyone by the end of that was trying not to laugh you know how everybody had to take a pause when Oscar came out? They just yeah, take that momentary get my shit about together. It was funny. Everything about that first segment was funny, even if it wasn't all intentional. But like just everything that happened there was, <laughs> it was like, great. So funny like, that was just fantastic. When Shayna started, Shana started to talk, you could see she was trying so hard not to look at Oscar or look her in the eyes. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure at the end when they were all clearing the ring, MVP was trying not to corpse at the bump too. Like he was trying not to laugh. Everybody was just trying not to laugh. Good times there. All the while Oscar was just having a time of her life. Yeah. And uh, also, like I said in the beginning of the show, I told you we were going to get to this, but this 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 minority in the bank last chance match, like, were they trolling us with black guys at this point? Because literally the order of this was just like a gauntlet match, right? Yeah. So the order of this starts with Lashley and Titus and then Lashley squashes Titus and then Shelton comes out after that. Shelton Benjamin is the next black guy. 
So it's like they literally just put out one, like like, like everyone. Because remember, the whole reason this is happening is because I, 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 of Apollo Crews. No, no, it, it was Titus, then it was Tozawa. Oh, Tozawa was, was like, in the middle, but they did have three three black dudes out there. And and it's because Apollo Crews has that that kayfabe injury, because apparently the, the, yeah. the thing is they, they wanted to turn him heel. They were originally going to have him turn on uh, Gable, Shorty G. But I guess they, they, there was a change of direction. But now I think they plan yeah, to... Yeah, that was, this, that was before he switched shows. And this injury is an entryway into that. But the point being, so we went from Apollo Crews being the guy that they're replacing to Lashley, Titus, Shelton. And then whenever there wasn't, they weren't sending a black person out into this match. It was a Spanish person because you had Humberto out there. You had, uh, what's the other one? Angel Garza. Garza. You had Garza and then Tozawa. So when you weren't sending a Mexican out there, you were sending Asian. No white guys until the very end where AJ, this is AJ's dramatic return. You know, but like I said, this was, there was, there was just like so many ethnicities out there. This is the first time I've ever been watching Raw in my house and felt like I needed to cross the street. You know? <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, AJ returns and he wins the whole thing. Yay, yay, return of AJ. Yay, white guy. Yay, white dude. He beat all after after all of those minorities were fighting. This white guy comes and takes the fucking prize. It's kind of funny how all over social media, this is where we go back to the bitches thing. I heard everybody like, oh, so you had him win three matches just to lose? And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking AJ Styles. Yeah. And that's it. That's what really all that, st- that stood out to me about Raw. I mean, of course, because Six Slayer made a big deal about it. The jobbers, uh, who is it again? actually jobbers. It was basically, uh, I believe his name was Brandon Fink and Shane Thorne, or we call him Doug. Versus uh this new team, which I've heard the, the rumors the team name might be called Two Fly, which is Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Right, right. But yeah, those two guys, for anyone who doesn't know, Shane Thorne used to be with Nick Miller, and they used to be TM61, but then Nick Miller went back to Australia to be with his family, which left Shane Thorne here with no tag team partner. They were they were known in NXT. Um, and then they put Shane Thorne with this other guy that I call Doug, because yeah. I forget his which name. Which apparently, from what I've heard, uh, he actually came from NXT UK. And what was and what's his name? Uh, I believe it is Brandon Fink. Brandon Fink, and they've been here for a while. The two of yeah, them. Yeah, they've been teaming for a minute. They've been teaming for a while here. But yeah, those I know. guys are like default wrestlers. Like when you pick tag team and you hit default create a wrestler. Oh shit! Right, and those that might. Two guys. <laughs> I agree, and that might have been why uh, there was the confusion in the chat room where where Slayer basically. I guess he cited them as jobbers, and it was like, yeah, I guess they're jobby, but they're not jobbers. They've been around, and they did go over. Yeah, they wound up going over Ricochet and Cedric, who are being buried anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, these are like TM. I call them TM sixty nine with Doug instead of yeah. TM sixty one. And, and it was really more of the timing because it's like you pick that match to talk about like when it's just like a random local to show up for like one match, and it's like no, this isn't the same thing. No, no, there's <laughs> that. But I could see how someone will make that mistake when they look so fucking generic. You know what I mean? Like, they really do. Like, Squires is right. They just look like guy A and guy B. Yeah. You know? And it's like, because they have been feeding us a lot of jobbers, it's an easy mistake to make. And let's be honest, after TM61, once Shane, Shane, uh, well, well, Nick Miller left, they didn't really push the other guy too much. And yeah, I mean, they did a little bit partner. of thing for like a month, but then after that, it was just... Yeah. Uh, I don't really, this really what I have to talk about when it comes to Raw. I mean, the main event, obviously, fucking Drew McIntyre went over the disciple, Buddy Murphy. Yeah. It was just kind of funny that Buddy did the three, two, one, and then he got Claymore. And I was like, "Yeah, it was uh, Rollins that did it, right?" No, um, it, it was like that was the finish of the match. <laughs> Murphy tried to fake like he was going to go for the Claymore. He hit the three, two, one, and when he ran, fucking Drew just Claymore from off screen. Yeah. Oh god, that made me laugh. It was just like, see, see what you get. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, before we wrap yeah, up, that here, was... 
you know, it was a raw. It was a raw. We had to talk yeah. about it to get to the poll. And uh, here comes the voting poll for this Sunday's Money in the Bank. I have it up in the chat room for you guys there. Money, 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 money. <laughs> yeah, right. I hate when they use this. I'm not using the other one, though. I didn't even notice it. It just becomes white noise after the fact, like six years in a row. No, nah, it's a different one this time. They had it last year as a, a sort of like a transition oh, yeah, song, I but, now, but now it's the main song, which it should have been all along. Let me see if I could bring this poll up on the screen for us here. I totally can. All right. Oh, yeah. So here we go. Money in the Bank. The first match being the SmackDown Tag Team Championship Fatal 4-Way. The New Day defending against the Forgotten Sons. The Miz and John Morrison. And Lucha House Party. I mean, all of you, like, if it, if, if Forgotten Sons had been on the main roster longer, I would have gone for them. But, yes, it's got to be New Day this time. But I could see maybe, like, a Forgotten Sons New Day feud coming out of this. Because, I mean, they show enough, did show up on SmackDown and fuck everybody up. They needed to do more with the Forgotten Sons than just have them pop up. Yeah. You know, and be like, you know what we're all about. Like, no, we actually don't. Like, oh, James Storm did a, better, did a better job of introducing Riker when he was like, this man has killed people before. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. That's what they do. And, uh, I mean, the tag That's team division... Yeah, it is. And the tag team division of SmackDown, somehow they've managed to make it shit. And it's a combination of things. It was the fact that Miz and Morrison shouldn't have been tag team champions. It was the fact that... um, It was the fact that uh, the the Forgotten Sons didn't have a good introduction. The Lucha House Party hasn't even been being pushed. They were just put in there as sort of filler. And and apparently... uh, I believe it's... Was it Jimmy? It's Jimmy Uso is badly injured. Like, he's going to be out for, like, months. Like, I think six to nine yeah. months or something. Isn't his leg yeah, or something? Yeah, but, yeah, but six to nine months. It was, uh, he, he, his knee got injured in the ladder match. That's going to be a problem. It's okay when Jay gets injured. And I don't mean that in a mean way. But because Jimmy's sort of sustainable with Naomi, which is what they did in the past. You know what I mean? It's like he does, he's, not, he's not out of a job. Yeah, when Jay got hurt, Jimmy still competed on his own. Right. There's always something that they can do with him. But the scary part here is that they, I don't know what they're going to do right now. Yeah. You know? Um, this division kind of sucks. I don't really yeah. know what direction to go in. I don't want Miz and Morrison. I guess I'm going to just say stick with New Day, man. You know, the fuck is Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like the best sense. case scenario for me, you have New Day retain and then you have a New Day Forgotten Sons feud come out of it. Because at least it'll be something actually done with the Forgotten Sons. And it's like nobody gives a shit about Miz and Morrison or the fucking Lucha House Party. So it's, yeah, like it's the only plausible place I would go with that. Uh, what about you, Squires? What do you think here? I uh, forgotten sons. Why not? Yeah, just some new team. Go for yeah. it. Throw, throw yep. in the surprise. Yep. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean that actually does that that actually does make kind of sense because I mean that's the only team in this match that the other three have never been in the ring with. They've all been in the ring with each other except for those two, for those guys. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, what's this here? We got the men's Money in the Bank ladder match with Daniel Bryan, Alistair Black, King Corbin, Rey Mysterio, Otis, and the newly appointed AJ Styles. AJ Styles! <laughs> Daniel Bryan. Money in the Bank, Cashin? Hmm. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of interesting choices here. Yeah. Oh, God. Son of... Uh... 
I'm gonna just because it would be a magical redemption story. I'm going Corbin because I mean his money. His last time he was money in the bank. Motherfucker got rolled up by gender after taking an AA. Like you can't go out like that. From what we're hearing, both money in the bank matches are going to be going on at the same time. Is this correct? Yeah, and basically how it's going to go is they're going to be going on throughout the show, and they're going to like do it almost like like read like like, like, like catching up with what's going on in between other stuff, which I don't get. What like that doesn't. That's so stupid. So, like, the other matches are going to be going on, and then, like, between those yeah. matches, they're going to be, like, not yeah. back to the building, and we're seeing people just fighting all over the fucking building? Pretty much. Because just having a regular fucking Money in the Bank ladder match is just a terrible idea, right? We've so only had, like, 20 of these be like, It's, it's going to be like Survivor Series 98, where we had the corporation fucking up Stone Cold in the bathroom while the, uh, or what was that, the Royal Rumble? It was one of them, where, and, like, all this other shit's going on at the same time. They're going to just sort of, yeah, they're, they're, it's going to be overproduced. Hey. See what happens when they get an idea and then they work one time. It doesn't take them long to fuck it up. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, as I far won't. as this match goes, I, I guess I'm going to go Corbin with you. He's the only one who really makes any sense here as far as someone cashing in. Because I would like a successful cash-in this time around. I have to think about who's going to be champion. Um, I yeah. think a successful cash-in. First of all, AJ doesn't need any more titles. Uh, Rey Mysterio, I doubt. Alistair Black would be a boring cash-in. And honestly, yeah. same for Daniel Bryan. They don't utilize him right in WWE. Uh yeah, Otis is a bit too soon. Corbin makes the most sense to me. With, with, with Otis, it's more like Otis got a victory and is getting into the match. Corbin should have been a heel champion this whole time. They missed out on that opportunity when he was having that run where everybody hated him. He should have had the title for even more heat. Okay. It's not like I'm Brock was doing anything with it. Like Brock would have not been there. Would have had someone who was just getting heat all the time. That's what they needed. They missed it. Time to do it. Yeah, pull that trigger. What about you, Squires? Yeah, I picked. Wait, where are we at again? The what? men's money in the bank. Didn't you already say Daniel Bryan? Yeah, I picked. Yes, oh, you I did. Thought. You did. You yeah, said Daniel Bryan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, you right. picked Bryan. Okay. Okay. That's just what threw me off. I was like, wait, I already picked. Okay. <laughs> SmackDown Women's Championship: Bailey versus Tamina, defending against Tamina. Boy, that is a very generous photo of Tamina. <laughs> you know, you know the fact that only Bailey would manage to fuck up so bad as to get a title shot with Tamina. I'm going with Tamina. Really? Yeah, like, uh, ba- Bailey's uh, title runs just bored the fuck out of me. Like they better and be like, stupid uh, enough uh, to and, get and Tamina. Here's the thing that bothers me, like if I'm looking from like a kayfabe point of view, how would you let Tamina get the edge on you the way she gets the title shot? Nobody's fucked up that bad. Fuck that, dude. No, I I, I couldn't imagine them having the, the the lack of common sense to give. Again, it's a big responsibility. She, she's in. The, I mean, she's in the title match. That's bad enough as it is. At this point, all bets are off. Nah, man, I'm going Bailey here. There's no way. There's no way. Oh my god. There was a once upon a time when there was no way to me has got a title shot, and look at us now. So I mean, oh, hey, lots of people have got title shots. Yeah, it'd be fine. <laughs> it's some money in the bank in an empty building. She may not even make it there. <laughs> that might be the angle. Now that I think about it, this might be one of those angles where, like, during the pay per view, guess who? Guess who's unconscious backstage because Sasha and Bailey got to her, and they'll have some other opponent come out that'll take her place. To me, that sounds like something more sensible than for it to legit be Bailey defending us. To me, we're gonna find her yeah. unconscious. But then again, this, this is the same group that somehow got fucked up three times by Lacey Evans trying to jump her. I think that Lacey Evans will take her place after they beat the fuck out of Tamina before the pay per view. Yeah. All I know is all I know is that 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 belt need to come off of Bailey because I, I, I might, lost it. It might be Lacey Evans. Yeah, that would well. But then again, she's in the other she's in the other ladder match. So, but then it guess it depends on when the match would end. Exactly. What if somebody from the girls already has their money in the bank, and Bailey does go over and then gets cashed in on? Mm-hmm. 
So I guess you could almost set that as like a Bailey slash a Tamina slash Money in the Bank winner. Yeah, we'll see. But Tamina's not leaving with no titles yeah. around her. I, I don't trust that. Wouldn't that be the, <laughs> wouldn't that be great though if it was Tamina? If, let's say this is the first match. Oh no 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 wait no it couldn't be that way. Let's just say Tamina won and then lost at the same night. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. But Bailey, it would be more detrimental if she loses it after after surviving, and it gives her and Sasha something I mean, to complain about. They'd be like, "We didn't like, even lose it." Like they, they give a fuck. Off. Like <laughs> we've seen some of the horse they put on this TV. They can't be trusted. All right. Uh, next match. Yeah, uh, Universal Championship. Bray Wyatt, not the Fiend. It looks like versus Braun Strowman. They're doing that again. Yeah. I didn't even think about that when I saw this image. Yeah, there's been no talk of uh, the Fiend, so that's that's why I said DQ. I'm uh, I, I, they, they, at this point, they need to raise that fucking Goldberg abortion shit. Give Bray back his belt. I'm with you there, though, with the DQ. Like they 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 failed so miserably at bringing Braun up as like a credible champion in any capacity. I can't even see him win winning this match. Like every time he gets a title, either it's an imaginary one that they threw at him in Saudi, or he loses it immediately. I think he has to hold this title. It's all they have right now. But I do think DQ no contest. I'm going with Squires on this. Some some Firefly Funhouse shit's gonna happen to him. Yeah, who knows where they're going with this? Women's I, money I, in I the can bank. never talk anymore. Women's money in the bank ladder match. So this is kind of tricky because we just factored in the possibility of Lacey Evans in the SmackDown Women's Championship. But we've talked about how much they've been pushing. They've been pushing Oscar. And this is one of the very few things on her pretty much list of uh, accomplishments that she hasn't knocked off yet. There's really no bad choice here. There really isn't. Because with Shayna, it continues the beef with Becky. Because now Becky made it clear she's going straight after the the Money in the Bank winner like we needed that logic. But she has history with Asuka and Shayna. I'm not I thrilled. Shane. Yeah, I'm not thrilled with the idea of Shayna once again running through everyone, uh, like she did at Elimination Chamber again, yeah. and then maybe losing. Yeah, I definitely can't see it being like a massacre like it was before. Can you, but... can you see how menacing she could be with though with the Money in the Bank case? Oh yeah, <laughs> she's bad enough when you're fresh. Imagine when you're not. <laughs> exactly, and I think but, they could really. Play that up. I mean, we yeah, can say that about problem. anyone here. Like, imagine Oscar or Naya or someone cashing in. Anyone can yeah. cash in, and it can be it could be detrimental to you with these girls. It's literally one shot kill moves all around. I mean, for God's sakes, Dana's using a fucking Batista bomb now. Like, this one's tough because I could see anybody <laughs> up there. I could see anyone. I say probably not Carmella, just because she's she's won it like she won yeah. it twice, right? If you count the fact she that she she, the she was the first winner, yeah. So she's she's yeah. the only one here who doesn't need it. You but know. then again, Naya's unsafe as all hell, so I wouldn't want Naya anywhere near that. Dana's been getting a semi-push. Uh, everyone here, every single person here. Lacey is- Evans has been dancing on a title shot for a, on a championship run for a while now. And I mean, then you have NXT's two most dominant women's champions in that company in that brand's history. Yeah, it's a really tough one. But I think, I feel like because they're so hot on her right now, I gotta go Oscar. What about you, Squires? I pick Shayna. You pick Shayna. Um, you know, you guys are probably not going to like it, but I'm going Naya. Mm, I'm sure you don't hurt nobody. <laughs> I just feel like that's that's a way that they would go. Have somebody like that with the money in the bank. Everyone dreads it. 
She probably don't want to fuck up and fail though. Ne- next match is the uh, main event. I'm assuming this is yeah. McIntyre versus yeah. Seth Rollins. Yeah, of course it got to be McIntyre. It's his first actual defense because I don't count that bull. I don't count that big show bullshit they tried to pull. Like, oh. You guys agree yeah. with that? Oh yeah, that's what I picked. McIntyre. Drew Rollins. Back. Yeah, Rollins doesn't need it. All right, I'm going with you guys on that one. Again, as always, we'll be here Sunday uh, during the pay-per-view and then following up with a poll show. If any matches are added between then and now, just come back to the website, go to the poll, just answer on the new matches. You don't have to. They'll always be on the top of it. You don't have to re-answer the old ones and just hit finish again, and it'll tally up properly at the end. So, yeah, we hit finish there. That is the wrap-up. Um yeah, a couple interesting things in regards to this pay-per-view from what we're hearing, besides the fact that it's going to be, uh, you know, the two matches going on at the same time. Apparently, Vince took some sort of a crazy bump. Did you hear about this? No. Uh, TV Insider spoke with Becky Lynch, and she was like, Vince is such a larger-than-life character. At the same time, I watched him the other day demonstrate falling off of a tower at 74 years old without a bother, brushing his shoulders off and standing up again. So, yeah, apparently, I'm assuming there's going to be a big bump where someone falls off of a tower and he wanted the person to do it right, so he got up there and took the bump first to show them. The as much fuck? as we're hearing that Vince is, is, is getting older and shit, man, I mean, Becky Lynch just said that he took a tower bump just to show somebody how he wants it to look. The moment he let fucking Kevin Owens headbutt him hard way, that logic went straight out the window. Like, age don't mean shit to that man. No, it really doesn't. And uh, they're getting a little bit of heat for their uh, their risk. You saw their 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 uh, banner, the risk oh, versus God. reward. I think I saw that one. I could bring it up here for you because of the phrasing when what we're going through. They got a lot of heat for this. There it is, right there. Let me take the top bar so you could see. Because I mean, there's totally no risk and reward in a ladder match, right? Like. Jesus Christ, he can't blink without getting heat in this world nowadays. You see, there it is. The risk is worth the reward, which I guess a lot of people took that as a bad choice of words, given what we're going through. <sighs> yeah, everyone's so sensitive, right? It could have been worse. They could have called it Money in the Bank 19. Like, what? Jesus Christ, it's a fucking ladder match. That's the kind of case with all of them. <laughs> Get over yourselves. Money in the Bank, it's sick. See? There you go. See, it could have been worse. Oh, I see what you did there. You clever <laughs> bastard. You clever, clever bastard. All right. Well, that is it. We'll see you guys Sunday. Like I said, nice. we're going to be wrapping up here. And uh, yeah, that being said, thank you to everyone who hung out with us tonight. All of you people across iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, TalkBrunch.com, etc. Stasis, Emang, Willie V2, Milton's 360, George Z, Sugar Shane, also thank you for being on the call, buddy. Six Slayer, also thank you for the host, man. Uh, Mark 710, Copperhead, The Brawly 3, Rude, Rude Do Rookie, Rude, Rude Dog Rookie, sorry, uh, Quirky Bridge 997, BC Flyer, all of you, thank you for coming. You've been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 381, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dary, aka Captain Brunch. For myself, Destin, Squires, and Shane, we are out of here. Alright, I'm gonna go watch like Reboot or something. Shut it down!